Conversation cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. I hope. Better late than never, I hope. Um, sincerely, this one's not on me, and it's not on y'all. This one is on Mother Nature, and it's on my rickety, broken-down, brutally expensive electrical grid. Hi, I'm Robin. Friday on the front porch for this third day of March, 2023, and it is uh, hell bent for leather outside the studio here. I mean, just windy, and well, here as of late, starting about 04:15, the uh, electricality here has been uh, blinking like a strobe light in a disco can't be good for the equipment. I know it's not good for the uninterruptible power supplies. And so uh, I only got it back enough. I'm just hoping it stays consistently on. That's 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 my goal, for it to stay consistently on. We got a good group in the chat room this evening, the merry, wacky, zany, real-time madcap extravaganza that is the Horn chat room. Um. If you pop by right now, well, uh, the early arrivers, I don't know how early they are, I mean, because I'm late, but uh, Theo's there. Hey, Theo, and so is Squeaky, and so is Irish Dave and Anatole, and somebody we haven't heard from, from a lo- for a long time, and it's awfully good to see you in the chat room, our buddy uh, our buddy Hoghead, otherwise known as Roy. Uh, R- Roy's uh, recuperating in the hospital from... Pretty scary stuff, uh, the collapsed lung. Keep getting better, Roy, and we're awfully glad to see you and hope you just uh, get over uh, get over this as quickly as you possibly can. There's Matt in San Francisco popping into the room. Hey, Matt. Um, and, well, like I said, I hope, the, I hope I manage to stay on the air here. I'm going to do something real quick. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away with it. Pardon the microphone noises. I'll walk over here to the horn color weather window, color weather door.
thought I'd see if we could hear any. Because it, the wind was roaring like a jet plane earlier. This is this is actually the crap that hit California last week, and now it's blowing for the road up uh, up into the northeast. And well, I had a feeling because yeah, see now I I, uh, I shut the door again, and now the wind picks up. Hell, you may be able to hear it through the microphone over the course of the program. It was. It was loud. It was really loud. Uh, in fact, I looked out there in, uh, a little bit ago, and there was a really ugly lady on a bicycle pedaling through the sky. I think her name's Ms. Gulch. Hollering something about a little dog. And glad you're not here, Matt. I'd be worried about Ferdinand and Imelda. Um and it's beginning to pour. I crossed the New River Gorge Bridge earlier today, and that was an adventure. Keeping the steering wheel turned to one side just to say, just to stay in my lane. Yeah, nine hundred feet above the canyon floor. Well, I'm glad it's nice somewhere. Irish Dave says it's a nice day in Vegas. Good. Yay. Uh, and by the way, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no. No different. Thank you. Thank you, dear. And it tells me the stream's coming through clear. Um, but every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude. This program is no different. And so consequently, we say thank you to our third day of the month subscribers. And that means thank you ever so much. Uh, to Bill in Allentown, thank you to Gene and Ann across the pond. Thank you, John. Um, thank you so very much. Thanks, all of you, for being partial sponsors of the program and helping to keep this little experiment in independent broadcasting going as long as you have. Fundraising goal as it stands is at $535. 535 we have had much worse. It would be great if we could knock that down this evening. Um, I certainly hope we can. But in the meantime, like I said, it is uh, Friday on the front porch, so that means here in, oh, about 40 minutes or so, we will gather together around the old, around the extraordinary, ordinary round table in the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves and see what's on folks' minds this evening in our weekly group discussion. God, I have too many screens. Oh, yes. Um, by the way, if you'd like to help the program, but in a way that doesn't involve you having less money, please, please, pretty please, leave a review on any of the various and sundry platforms where the program's available as a podcast, whether it's Stitcher or Podbean or uh, TuneIn. Mash that heart button at TuneIn. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Pod, Podcast Republic. There's so many different ways to get this program, but we we badly need to up the noticeability so that, you know, we can hopefully add more voices to this conversation. I'd love that a lot if we could. 
<sighs> so where, where do we where do we where do we begin then? Um, let me see. Yeah, I think so. So, I saw this story earlier, and it just so thoroughly disgusted me. There is a U.S. District Court judge down in the greater San Diego area named Roger Benitez. And this guy is a wild-eyed, gun-humping, W. Bush appointee maniac. He was confirmed in 2004, and he has never met a, a, a reasonable regulation um, or a reasonable gun safety law that he didn't want to get rid of. Oddly enough, this particular story has nothing to do with guns. Instead, it has to do with a guy who was hailed into federal court uh, because he screwed up his um, well, he screwed up his probation or his parole and in the course of talking to the defendant the judge said, well, the defendant said he was worried about his daughter and that she might be hanging out with the wrong crowd and he didn't want her to get into drugs. Okay, that's a rational position for a parent. Well, the teenage girl was sitting in the gallery, the balcony, I suppose, of the courtroom, And the judge sent the... Now, now, bear in mind, she is charged with nothing, and she is a teenage girl. The judge sent the bailiff up to physically take custody of the girl, put her in handcuffs, and sat her in the jury box. By this point, the young girl was sobbing openly. Along the way, because, well, Republican men, creeps. Along the way, this United States District Judge, this man with the awesome powers of Article 3 behind him, this old man... with lifetime tenure looked at this teenage girl and told her that she was and this is a quote this is a quote an awfully cute young lady and told her that she needed to stay away from drugs or she'd be back in handcuffs again even under the most charitable View of this reprehensible conduct that he was trying to scare her straight or something. 
even then, it's still double plus extra creepy for a dude. And let's check and see how old dude is. Um, because the creepiness goes up proportionally with the age. Yeah, there he is. Oh yeah, he's a real he's a real piece of trash. Uh, let's see. Uh, he got his law degree in 1978. So what? Um, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, oh wait, there, there we go. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's. He'll be 73 years old the next to last day of this year. So he's 72 and feels like it's appropriate to call a young woman an awfully cute young lady. <sighs> well, at least it is now under the investigation of the Ninth United States Circuit Court of Appeals. The little girl was in seventh grade, y'all. God, these creeps. Uh, Michelle McKenzie is the little girl's lawyer now. She said, I think the intent was to embarrass or humiliate her. I think that was the very clear message sent to her by someone with tremendous amounts of power. She feels bad and was made to feel bad, though she's done nothing wrong. He's really out of touch with the reality. It shows a complete lack of understanding of what families, particularly the children of those in the criminal justice system, are going through. Yeah, we, we've heard of Roger Benitez before. You're right, Flavio. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Flavio said, oh, yeah. And added, um, that's the guy that compared an AR-15 to a Swiss Army knife. The very one. Like the Swiss Army knife, the popular AR-15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment. Good for both home and battle. Yeah, that was when he had overturned the assault weapons ban in California. He's an evil POS. 
Yeah, thanks for finding that, Fabio. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> Howdy, says Lee in New York. I waited. I'm so glad you did. Thank you. I appreciate that. And by the way, uh, a note from our dear friend Jake up in Columbus. I would be grateful if you could mention the passing of my cousin Chip Phillips of Bellingham, Washington, who passed away this week. I just found out yesterday, and I'm devastated. She and I were the out members of the family, and she's done historic work for LGBTQ plus folks in Washington and in Ohio. I wrote a bit of an obit for her. Um and asked me to please share some of that with the community. Jake found out yesterday that her body was found in her apartment, apparently dead of natural causes. It was sudden. Jake says he's devastated. They had a tight bond being the two out people in the family. He called her the bright star of the family. Chip did amazing and tireless work for the LGBTQ community in the SeaTac area, work that began in the 80s in Yellow Springs as a student at Antioch College, from which she was a proud graduate and was a staunch believer in and fighter for equality and civil rights for all. Uh, Chip and her then-partner were among the first same-sex couples in Washington State to be granted civil union status for their relationship, which was the of course, the legal precursor to marriage equality. Jake said she uh, always made a point to have a night out with Jake. The last such was a boozy blast at Char Bar in the short north. And as is wont when you put two gems together, nonstop chit-chat and laughs ensued for hours. Jake, I'm so sorry. So terribly sorry. She must have been an absolutely wonderful, wonderful person. I hope the fond memories you have will bolster you through this time of sweet grief. And what else? What else? Oh, yeah, a bit of a follow-up. As I mentioned, they're looking into Roger Benitez's conduct at uh, the Ninth Circuit. According to the Law and Crime blog, a judicial conduct investigation is launched in the Ninth Circuit after widespread outrage over his decision to have a 13-year-old little girl handcuffed in his courtroom, who wasn't charged with anything, by the way. I'm just reiterating that. What an idiot. An AR-15 round could go through multiple walls in a home. And kill God only knows how many innocents. But, you know, his reverence is more for firearms than for life. 
Oh, you're more than welcome, Jake. You said that really meant a lot. Love you. Love you, Jake. Oh, and by the way, uh, Ralphs wants to get us started this evening. Uh, a $25 challenge for Jim Jacket Off Jordan's whistleblowers. So if anybody wants to kick in 25 bucks, Ralphs has the other 20. We'll double it to 50. And that'll get us down uh, below $500 for the to, to get caught up for the week. It's awesome. Just awesome. And uh, I'm looking for the story that Ralphs sent me. Because I did see a story earlier today. Uh, Jim Jacket off Jordan's great big whopping uh, weaponization of the federal government whistleblower cases. <laughs> well, it's uh, holding up pretty much like a like a cardboard boat in the rain. That is to say, not at all. Steve Bennon, writing it at MSNBC, said, uh, well, uh, it's unraveling. Remember, Jim Jackadoff Jordan's been running his yap now for months. And I have here the name of 156 FBI whistleblowers who want... Ah, uh, the only problem is... He doesn't. Basically, what he does have are a handful of cranks somewhere paid by, among others, um, nitwit Nero fanboy Cash Patel. I wish I was kidding. The Washington Post had the story as well. Democrats have issued a report already based on the three witnesses who participated in transcribed interviews. They are former workers for the FBI and they are most definitely cranks. You remember the uh, former DEA crank that was screaming in the congressional hearing a couple of days ago? Yeah, like that. Uh, what of these? Uh, what of these cranks said so far? Eh, well, uh, they've called for the dissolution of the FBI. And they've made the assertion that, yeah, the Democrats planned January 6th, the terrorist attack. 
they claim that Ashley Babbitt, the terrorist who was part of the, part of the attack on the Capitol, was murdered. Murdered. They've talked Nazi talk. The whole the whole Bloomin report was 316 pages. It came out last night. It, two of the three were, in fact, paid by Cash Patel, maggot, fanboy. In the report, the Democrats say there is reason to doubt the credibility of these witnesses. Each endorses an alarming series of conspiracy theories related to the January 6th Capitol attack, the COVID vaccine, and the validity of the 2020 election. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're uh, maybe they've gone so far as to advocate the use of weasel antifungal to treat the COVID. Tremendous antiviral antiviral principles. One has called repeatedly for the dismantling of the FBI. Another suggested it would be better for Americans to die than to have any kind of domestic intelligence program. I have a sneaking suspicion that the, uh, the, the, the collective IQ of the FBI went up substantially when these clowns left. So far, according to the Democrats, none of the three witnesses that the Republicans have put forward has produced any evidence whatsoever that the FBI manipulated January 6th case files or exaggerated evidence of domestic extremism. In short, they have done precisely none of the things, said none of the things, that Jim Jacketoff Jordan has said they would say. Because, of course... It's worth remembering, Jim Jacketoff Jordan is a filthy little liar. Representative Jerry Nadler of New York and Delegate Stacy Plaskett of the Virgin Islands said, The transcribed interviews we have held thus far refute the House Republican narrative about bias at the Department of Justice. And they're pressuring... Jim Jacketoff Jordan, to hold public hearings so that everybody, all, all of America, can see this dumbass clown show. It, meanwhile, Russell Dye, a spokes creep for Jim Jacketoff Jordan, said, It is beyond disappointing, but sadly not surprising, that Democrats would leak cherry-picked excerpts of testimony to attack the brave whistleblowers who risked their careers to speak out on abuses at the Justice Department and FBI. It's clear that Democrats would rather defend bureaucratic abuses than work collaboratively with the Republicans to protect fundamental civil liberties. Uh, the only problem is when your entire when your entire investigation is premised on a well group of guys who probably pick their teeth with their toenail clippings. Uh, it's hard to work collaboratively with them on that kind of crap. Because well, the 
committee Democrats stuck it in and broke it off and said, full context and a reasonable rebuttal are necessary to protect the truth. We hope it serves to educate the public about how House Republicans have found very few facts to fit their favorite talking points. Uh, the, uh, the three clowns so far are named George Hill, Garrett O'Boyle, and Stephen Friend. All three did work for the FBI. Uh, Stephen Friend and George Hill uh, have subsequently left the FBI. Garrett O'Boyle, however, was suspended. And this is kind of important. Not one of those three actually meets the statutory definition of a whistleblower. Uh, among other things, George Hill said that Congress should kill the king, meaning dissolve the FBI. And Stephen Friend said that the FBI is a feckless garbage institution that should be eliminated. Yeah, these guys are real Lulus. And along the way, they kind of had to admit under cross-examination that they didn't have any involvement at all with any of the issues they're talking about. They don't know, this is a complicated investigatory term, dick, about what they're talking about. And what what got under O'Boyle's skin the most? The fact that, just like all the other government workers, they had to get the what what did the, what did that one freak call it at CPAC? Magic potion stuck in their arm. And compared people who got vaccines to, uh, well, because, of course, Nazis. Friend didn't like the fact that uh, a SWAT team was involved in arresting five of the domestic terrorists who attacked the Capitol. course they were dangerous they were affiliated with a group that is similar not identical to but similar to the free percenters it's got to be a little a little embarrassing no if if, of course, if uh, people like Jim Jacket off Jordan, you know, had any shame. Right. These people. 
Oh, and thank you so much. Uh, it, Ralph's challenge has been met by uh, both uh, Roger. Thank you, Roger. And by Henry. Thank you, Henry. So that gets us down to... Uh, Wait a minute. Uh, 450 bucks to go. Thanks a ton. That's so helpful. So very helpful. And we might as well stay in the le- we, We've had three stories out of the legal-ish realm. Might as well have another one, shall we? Uh, Nitwit Nero's pettifoggers marched into court uh, in Manhattan in the last day or so. Why? Well, the poor babies. They want. They want. Uh, they they want a delay in his trial. You know the civil suit in New York. Yeah, he's asking for the trial to be delayed from October of this year out into. January, February of 24, smack dab in the middle of the primary season. Is he trying to tank his own candidacy? Well, you know, I can't run for president because I'm being harassed by that black woman from from, from New York. That horrible, horrible attorney general. She's horrible, believe me, trust me. It's a $250 million suit in civil fraud. And he's being sued, and so is Nitwit Jr. and Eric the Dumber, and of course, Precious Princess, I wank my daddy, Trump Kushner. They're saying that they just, the, the lawyers just don't have time to go through all the documents, even though they are documents that they themselves turned over to the state of New York. But they have no idea what's what's in the documents. In their pleadings, they uh, they bleated on December second, twenty twenty two, and I don't I don't know I don't know if counsel for the parking garage is on this one. Before you ask, on December second, twenty twenty two, the attorney general produced several terabytes of data. Encompassing nearly 700,000 documents, more than five and a half million pages of information, in addition to 56 witness and defendant interview transcripts with corresponding exhibits. And circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one. It's down now to nearly 275,000 documents and more than 2.6 million pages, and it'll take up to 11,000 working hours. 
uh, to complete uh, completed the analysis. And Mr. Trump will suffer will suffer severe prejudice under the impossible schedule that has been forced upon us. Defendants cannot possibly review the staggering volume of material, serve subpoenas, review subpoenaed materials, prepare for and conduct depositions, all within a three and a half month period from the date on which plaintiff produced its investigative file, and then prepare and present experts report expert reports one month later. So they want discovery to be uh, extended out to September. And then expert witness discovery in December. God, it's not even spring here, and we're already talking about December of 2023. And then the trial would start in February. Well, Letitia James's office has responded. And said, uh, you know, they're notorious for these delaying tactics. And please, judge, don't let them get away with it. Well, Arthur Angoran, who has shot down other requests for delays, said that the trial date in October will be, October 2nd, will come hell or high water. Assistant Attorney General Colleen Faraday said that Nitwit Nero's claimed hardship is self-inflicted. Their pleas ring hollow and their delays should not be rewarded with more delay. But I think that I think the most curious part of this is that and you can't wait. He's either trying to tank his own candidacy because he knows he just doesn't have the gas for it and he doesn't really want to do it. Remember, he didn't want to win in 16. Melanoma was heartsick. He was just going to use it to promote a new TV network, the Trump Channel. And maybe he doesn't want to do this. But he needs a compelling. He need he needs a compelling excuse. And so I just can't do. I'm gonna be too tight. I can't campaign and be sued at the same time. Or maybe he thinks that that because it'll be primary season, he'll get more delays. What do you think? Uh, I hope it does show up hell or high water. Of course, if he's acquitted, I can't imagine how he would be. Or not acquitted, that's for criminal trials, but found not uh, not uh, not liable. That could serve as actually a... Uh, a boost? I always win. They should know better than to, you mess with the bull, you get the bullshit. No, it's not, that's not how that goes, is it? Well, with him it is. 
And Letitia James, in addition to wanting the $250 million, uh, Letitia James also wants to forbid them from participating in any real estate transactions in the state of New York for five years, not let them sit on any boards. Oh, she wants to she wants to keep them from playing in the reindeer games. I got to admit, I would probably be glued to the screen or will probably be glued to the screen when this finally goes down. Oh, and here's a dumb thing, because that's what my legislature specializes in. Here it is, 2023, and the legislature of the state of West Virginia has decided that in their infinite... that Well, they filed a bill in the state Senate criminalizing CBD-8, Delta-8 CBD. Their rationale, of course. It's for the children! Well, children can't buy Delta-8 CBD. They can't buy any of it. It's for the children! These are some seriously retrograde jackasses. Oh, what else? Because there's, there's, so there's so much to get through. So Alex Murdaugh was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences today in South Carolina, Stan. For some reason or another, for the life of me, I can't figure out what it might be, what it might be. The prosecution said that uh, they don't want the death penalty for a guy who murdered his wife and his son. That spending the rest of his natural life in prison will be sufficient for the people of South Carolina, Stan. Really, what might be the rationale for that? I saw that story out of South Carolina, Stan, this morning, at the same time that I saw another story out of that benighted state. In Greenville, South Carolina, a 33-year-old woman back in October of 2021 went to uh, St. Francis Hospital there because she was having labor pains. And uh, in the course of giving her history and physical... She explained to medical personnel that she had taken 
the the abortion pill. The fetus was delivered stillborn. Subsequent um, pathology work indicated that the fetus was 25 weeks and four days, at which point the uh, men hollered, Put her in prison! Baby killer! The Greenville Police Department got a warrant for her arrest in 2022. And so she's going to be tried and imprisoned for self-medicating. Because the law of the state of South Carolina stands says a woman does not have that right. Remember the line from the dissent in Dobbs. From the moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of. The cop report says, It was determined, again with the passive voice, that the accused obtained and self-medicated, consumed the abortion pills illegally. Because she consumed them in the state of South Carolina, Stan where from the moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of. She's out on a $2,500 surety bond. I don't know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll put her in the dunking chair. Maybe they'll have her flogged in the public square or put in the stocks. Meanwhile, in the story from the state, Ashley Lydow, the Director for Policy and Government Relations for the Women's Rights and Empowerment Network, said pregnancy outcomes shouldn't be criminalized. It's very unfortunate that this is something that's occurring in our state, and it's something that state lawmakers should be looking at in the immediate future because this is going to impact that person's life right now in real time, and they can take steps to ensure that somebody who is experiencing a pregnancy outcome, whatever direction it may be going, isn't facing handcuffs over their health care. Yeah, that would be like a sane and rational and reasonable thing to do, wouldn't it? That's why it will never be done in a godforsaken shithole state like South Carolina, Stan. And I say that as someone who lives in a different right-wing shithole state. And uh, then there's, we never know from day to day just how much danger we're in. Lehigh Valley International Airport um, had to be evacuated and locked down the other day 
Because a guy named Mark Muffley of Lansford, Pennsylvania, walked into Lehigh Valley International Airport, allegedly ticketed to take an Allegiant flight from eastern Pennsylvania to Orlando Sanford International Airport. You know, Orlando, where you fly to if like you're going to, I don't know, Disney? Hidden in the lining of one of his bags was a circular compound about three inches in diameter with two fuses and powder concealed in wax paper and plastic wrap. According to the criminal complaint, the powder is suspected to be a mixture of flash powder and the dark granulars that are used in commercial-grade fireworks. The black powder and flash powder are susceptible to ignite from heat and friction and and posed a significant risk to the aircraft and passengers. Also in uh, this guy's bag was a can of butane, a lighter, a pipe with white powder residue, a wireless drill with cordless batteries, and two GFCI outlets taped together with black tape. Uh, Law enforcement now says that uh, based on a preliminary assessment... um, The device had flammable explosive components, but wasn't operational and not constructed to go off in flight. The curious thing, however, is that he sent it through baggage claim, and then left the airport. Uh, They paged Mr. Muffley. come to the security desk and while they were doing that Mr. Muffley was hoofing it on out of the airport then this past Monday night they arrested him at his home Muffley confessed and said he knew he had all that shit in his bag. His petty fogger, however, said, It was was just a firework in a bag. Uh, The cops, meanwhile, were asked if it was a firework, and, well... Uh, the uh, the uh, agent in charge, Special Agent Eddie Garcia, said, it's an explosive. It may be a firework. And the guy went ahead and, let's see, he called his girlfriend to come get him at the airport, and once he got in the car, he tried to change his phone number so that he couldn't be tracked. And then way, way, way down in the body. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I guess he's from the general Lehigh Valley area. But remember, he was headed to Florida. So this could theoretically be a Florida man story. Because in talking to the constabulary, 
He said, yeah, yeah. I'll smoke a little meth now and then. He's had his probation and his bail revoked a number of times. Uh, another individual said, you know, he's shown a pattern of not being able to follow the rules of release. Prosecutor said he was a danger to his community and a flight risk, and he said, he didn't say it out loud, he just mouthed, no, I'm not. Dude, meth. <sighs> Stupid powder, right? Uh, note coming from Darlene in Connecticut on uh, Nitwit Nero and his campaign plans. I disagree, Darlene says. I think Trump would be all the more motivated to run and cheat to win because all the lawsuits would have to be put on hold indefinitely. But you can't believe a damned word that comes out of his pie hole. If he were to become president again, that would be an unmitigated constitutional and national disaster. I point the finger directly at Mitch Turtleface and Turtleneck McConnell because he led the effort to deep-six the second impeachment manager's attempt to prevent that orange POS from ever running for political office ever again. Now we get to be tormented by him and his threats to run again until the day he dies. You're not wrong on any count. The thing, now, but that's the thing. If he were to be president, no, the, the civil suits would not have to be put on hold. That precedent was established with uh, the help of people like Brat Kavanaugh uh, back during the great 1990s cleanest hunt. Civil suits were allowed to proceed against the sitting president of the United States. Tucked away in here, though, is, is, is one little thing or an idea. Namely, that, well, settlement is an option. I never settled, I've never settled a case. Well, you know, except for Trump University and maybe meet through the mail and he settles. And if he could settle a payment amount and not be forbidden from entering real estate transactions or whatever, he might. So I'm kind of hoping Tish James sticks to her guns and doesn't let him try to weasel out with a settlement agreement and a, and a, and a non-disclosure clause. This needs to happen. And it needs to happen beginning on October the 2nd, just the way the judge has scheduled it. Granted, that'll create something for them to appeal on, but they're going to appeal any judgment against them anyway. As far as I can tell.
Uh, there's the story again about the... Uh, bloggers having to file to write it to get a, basically get a license to write about Ron Monkey up to Clantis. Oh, and by the way, yeah, day two of CPAC saw the return of Marginal Trailer Queen to that gathering of Lulu's. And she brought she brought the full force of her stupidity. Might want a hockey puck for this. No, it was kind of empty yesterday, but that was that was for the that was for the warm-up acts. They showed up for the real nut jobs. And while I'm still committed to saying no money to Ukraine, and that country needs to find peace, not war. Oh, you dumb! We need to find peace with a country that invaded them. Yes, right. Marginal trailer queen, peacenik. Please wear some flowers in your hair. The stupid. It hurts us. us. Cameron directly tells Zelensky, you better leave your hands off of our sons and daughters because they're not dying over there. Hands? God. Marge? Vladimir Zelensky wouldn't touch you with a 20-foot battle lance. Yeah, not that you're some sort of veteran or anything. inform the lion that looks to devour and they are that lion is looking to devour our children that our god is bigger then who's god has anybody told her where ukraine is or does she think that because zelensky's jewish there's a different marge honey you claim to be a member of a religion that bogarted the patriarchal god of the Jewish people. Sometimes it's just exhausting. And our God, our God is the God that created us, man and woman. In his image, he created us. Wait, wait, how did that get into Ukraine? Now, see, I'm trying to have a perfectly reasonable Friday on the front porch with no reference. They're the ones that bring this shit up. I could go, I could go weeks without talking about these stories. But they can't shut up about it. 
1% of the population, and they can't shut up about us. 1%. Maybe about 3.3 million Americans. Well, hon, if he, if he created you a woman, he done fucked up. And our God is the God that created our children. And because of him, we will get this bill passed. And the Republican Party will be the party that protects children from such an evil that I cannot believe it exists in this time. You mean hunger? Homelessness? Abuse at the hands of priests and youth pastors and scout leaders? Oh, no, that's not what she's done. No, that's fine with her. Lying. Now, what's driving her crazy is a translated clip of Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, former Fox News TV Radio Rwanda um, barking head Monica Crowley tweeted the quote, and claimed that Zelensky was saying through a translator that he wanted Americans, uh, sons and daughters, to die in Ukraine. A CNN fact check showed Zelensky didn't say that American sons and daughters will have to fight in Ukraine or die in Ukraine. Instead, he predicted that if Ukraine loses the war against Russia because it does not receive sufficient assistance, Russia will proceed to enter North Atlantic Treaty Organization member countries in the Baltics. That would be Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. And that then the U.S. will have to send troops because of the treaty obligations of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Because an attack on one member is an attack on all. CNN went on to explain... Ukraine is not a member of NATO. I know that. You know that. Way too many Americans don't know that. But this clip, you know, and facts mean so very little to marginal trailer queen. But she sure can get she sure can get them hopping up and down and flinging the poo, can't she? Lord. Have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war, and they will have to fight because it's uh, nature that we're talking about, and they will be dying. God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. The He's not wrong, but he is not calling for troops on the ground. American troops on the ground in Ukraine. Bless his heart, and I mean that in a good way. Malcolm Nance said, straight up motherfucking lie, he said MF. Straight up MF lie. 
I mean, you know it's bad when even Frank Luntz says that it's a lie. Oh, I know, Steve, I know. It can be that way sometimes. Uh, Steve said, huh? Also known as what? Ukraine, Zelensky, lions, children, God. Is that one of those, like, one of those dementia tests? Man, woman, camera, TV? (sighs) Ukraine, Zelensky, lions, children, God. Our God is bigger than their God. Our God is the real God. But she's pro-Russia, and that's the, and there's a Russian Orthodox Church and a Ukrainian Orthodox. Y'all, my head hurts. Uh, Dave in the blind says, uh, note from the desk of the Almighty. Ah, you're right, Marge. There are two different gods in your world, me and the human that decides he has to wear orange makeup to even look healthy. Choose one. Marge, or here, let me do it for you. You can keep worshiping the orange makeup artist. Meanwhile, I want you to follow my directions to go straight to hell for lying and all the evil bullshit you've done. By order of the Almighty God, go to hell. Love God. (laughs) Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, well, we're, we're off and running. Okay, one more thing, one more thing, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get connected and uh, go to the. Uh, go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree where we gather together every Friday. Yeah, I know, Brother Deacon Asa, far more technologically competent than I, says, wait, two GFCI outlets taped together with black tape? So he wanted to blow up the plane, but do it in a safe manner, compliant with humid indoor locations. I know. Just makes your little noggin ache, doesn't it? But I do. There's one more story. And then we'll go to the group. Do you remember... Remember when Alex Jones uh, took to talking uh, about how the frogs were being transed? Remember that? We all had a good laugh about it, and then he'd talk about the monkey jellyfish hybrids for sale in the wet markets of old Kowloon. Well, enter Ron Perry, P-E-R-I. Newly appointed to the Disney Oversight Board in Florida. Why do Why does every picture of Ron Monkey up DeClantis look like he's getting a prostate exam? Hmm. Cause they do. And, and next time you see a picture of him, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, Ron Perry is now on the Disney Oversight Board. A- 
and uh, the, the, they oversee the Reedy Creek Improvement District. I thought that was a place in Roan County, West Virginia. That was the board that sort of made um, Disney its own little, I don't know, um, free enterprise zone or something for the last 50 years. Well, Ron Perry is a former pastor and CEO of a gospel shop. One of five people on that board. It was a little over a year ago, January 2022, on a Zoom call when Ron Perry asked, So, why are there homosexuals today? There are any number of reasons, you know, that are given. Some would say the increase in estrogen in our societies. You know, there's estrogen in the water from birth control pills. They can't get it out. The level of testosterone in men broadly in America has declined by 50 points in the past 10 years, you know, and so maybe that's part of it. 50 points. Not to put too fine a point on it, but normal testosterone ranges for, like, young men up to, you know, 50s, thereabouts, can run anywhere from, like, 500 to 1,200. So 50 points from 1,200 to 1,150... And that's why gay guys exist? Oh, dear God. Scott, you didn't. Scott in San Diego says, uh, uh, the look on DeSantis' face is known as resting stuck GOP butt plug face. Stephen New York, meanwhile, says, why does he look like he's getting a prostate exam? He's got his head up his ass. Meanwhile, Marginal Trailer Queen, Scott, says it's a simple case of Mad Libs on bad acid. And Billable Rick has issued a cowbell. Uh, and that's for uh, Dave and the Blinds. Note from God to MTG, go, go to hell, love God. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. But the big part, uh, this, is, this, is, this is where it gets good. The big part I would suggest to you, based upon what it's saying here, is the removal of constraint. So our society provided the constraint. And so which is the responsibility of a society to constrain people from doing evil? Well, you remove the constraints and then the evil occurs. Right, because being gay is evil. Wouldn't you love to see his browser history? And no, well, I, I, I think Ron Perry knew that that was bullshit. His entire hypothesis there. Because some of the manliest men I know are gym guys who just happen to be gay. 
white man like and I'm pretty sure they're not having any testosterone problems god it just <laughs> why are the frogs getting all it's the estrogen in the yeah So let's do. Let's uh, let's pop over to uh, the old holler tree and check in, see what's going on. Hey, Sparky, how are you? I'm fine. I'm nursing a sore back. What'd you do to your back? Oh, I stacked a cord of wood the other day. Ow. That'll do it. And I've just been having. Lower back muscle spasms. Oh, that was hurt. But I got it under. I got it under control now, thanks to my, my marijuana. God bless it. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, even though there's yeah. No God. But you got your, you got your you got your wood stacked and you're all ready to go. Yeah. How's the how's all done in one? How's the well how's the well going? It's going and then slowly clearing up. Did they tell you how long it would take to clear? I just said it'll take a while. Plus, I got old pipes in the house, so I don't know if they. Cleaning out the rust. <laughs> oh, yeah. What have you got? Metal pipes? Yeah, galvanized. Yeah. House yeah. built in 1957. That would be about right. But you don't notice it except for in the toilets. Because it, it leaves a rust stain? Well, it leaves a stain on it, but. Right now, or the way it was, the water was dark color, and it's slowly getting clearer and clearer. Oh, it'll be it'll be it'll be nice when you get it to where it needs to be. Are you using are you are you just using other water, or or you like got a Brita filter or pure? No, I did. I get five gallon jugs of Mount Shasta spring water delivered. Oh, nice! Today was delivery day. I had fifteen gallons delivered because I used that much between me and Grady before he passed away. Wow. So, anything, anything else on the? Uh... On the agenda, I mean, you know, you, you're you're in permanent weekend mode, so. Oh, I got plenty of work to do out there. You should see what happened with the snow. I had tree branches come down all over the place. Oh, I'll bet. How's your redwood? Oh, it came through the snow good. It's 
didn't handle the windstorms we had before that, though. I just dumped my two uh, green waste bins. No, they dumped them this morning. It was full of redwood trimmings. Had a couple big branches fall from the heights and take out more. And quite a mess. Oh, bad. That sounds like. Widowmakers. Truth. I know when the wind's blowing, do not go underneath that tree. Oh, no shit. They're in the big oak tree out back. Because that old sucker has dropped a few limbs, too, when you least expect it. Did the, the, has, has the snow all melted away now? Oh, yeah, it was gone in two days. More snow than we've gotten in probably 30 years. The neighbor across the street was able to build a snowman. Lives in the house Mason used to live in. And I texted Mason and I showed him a picture of the snowman. And he said, him and his dad have a bet going that I won't walk across the street and knock the snowman's head off. Uh so I went over and I talked to my neighbor and I showed him the text message and he said, sure, go ahead and do it. I'll just replace it again. So we did a video of me knocking the head off the snowman, sent it to him. Then Mason, to pay off the bet, came down, cooked me dinner, brought down two ribeye steaks, cooked the special rice, Cooked potatoes and had corn and cornbread. Oh, cornbread. Oh. I mean, it's pretty cool for a kid 17 years old that he can cook all that shit. That just sounds wonderful. It uh, was. Oh, I, and, you know, butter that cornbread up real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, by the way, Lee in New York just said, Manly men, Monty Python believes many are lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's nice. Haven't heard the lumberjacks in a long time. No, no. <laughs> used to be... That used to be a real interesting thing every time I'd hear that. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Scott says he's getting a message, cannot join Skype chat. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. That, Roger messed something up, and I don't know how to fix it. Uh, oh, dear. So Asa needs to take down the link and redo it on the web page, I think. Okay. Yeah. Brother Deacon Asa, send a girl a message if you uh, just heard Sparky say that. I think that might fix it. Okay. I'm waiting to hear from Asa. 
God, I love, did did y'all see, did anybody see the alleged map of the United States that Lauren Bobblehead Boobert Clanny Oakley posted? No. Oh dear God! You know, there's a reason she failed. There's, there's a reason she failed her GED three times before she paid somebody else to take it for her. It was a blue globe, and the only thing on the globe is a vague outline of the United States, if you don't mind losing a big chunk of Maine and Michigan and northern Wisconsin and uh, some of Illinois and some of Minnesota. And if Alaska and Hawaii aren't parts of the United States... She, she tweeted, sometimes a meme says it best. Map showing the only place my taxes should go to. It does. The stupid burns. And God, she got the... Yeah, you, she got the be Jesus ra- seen, roasted out of her. Have you seen Jamie Raskin's takedowns of her? Oh yeah, Banana Republicans. I love that. Uh, a fellow West Virginian. Minus Tetch did a did did a good thing on it. A fellow West Virginian, uh, uh, Richard Ojeda, said, "You probably think you can pick up a turd on the clean side." <laughs> I've never heard that before. Hey, what's going on? Sorry. Um, it just, well, I'm <laughs> I'm glad you got a laugh out of that, Sparky. That's that's a very southern West Virginia. You probably think you can pick up a turd on the clean side. It's a West Virginia thing, huh? Yeah, it's a hillbilly thing. <laughs> I bet you got lots of them. Oh, there, yeah, there are. Too many to keep to keep track of. <laughs> God, my my buddy Rick Smith is out there burning it up lately. This was question number six on Lauren's GED. Find the U.S. on the globe. <laughs> Godzilla from Wasilla's might. Uh, might might want to might want to have a word. Another another person said, uh, "Stay in school, kids, or you'll end up posting memes like this." Brutal. Oh, I just love looking at, at the Twitter feeds of those fair people. I mean, there's so many epic takedowns on there, especially Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, and to haul it, you know, again, she's so damn dumb. She could drown. She could drown in. A, she could drown in a rainstorm just looking at the sky. Mouth hanging open. Couldn't pour piss out of a boot with directions on the heel. It's the confidence of their stupidity. It's the, 
Pardon? You probably could have done that with the rain, some of the rainstorms we had. Not wrong. My backyard looked like a lake for a while. Oh, you'll love this. This is the, this is something I ran across. So, um, Sarah Hustlebuck Sandbags, the first woman governor of Arkansas, uh, has had has had her official portrait taken a couple of days after she was inaugurated. And yeah, there's not an Arkansas flag behind her, not a, 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 a U.S. flag behind her, and so we get they get so. You get so tore up about the flag and everything, but somehow, but it, no, um, she's got this green thing on and apparently doesn't use a good antiperspirant for girly girls, sweat stains. But the best part of it all is down at the bottom oh, of the picture, the best, down at the bottom of the picture, it says, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and under it, Governor, G-O-V-E-N-O-R. Is, is the, it, there's an R well, missing. That would, explain, that would explain her motor mouth, and there you go. One of these days, i got to have a long talk with Jethreen. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, the former chair of the GOP, Michael Steele, you know, he shows up on MSNBC every so often, um, addressed himself directly to Marge. Uh, and uh, she started talking about her national divorce bullshit. And um, Michael Steele was on uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's program the other night. And... Uh, Told her to shut the hell up. Marjorie Taylor Greene, please just shut the hell up. Do us all a favor. You're an embarrassment to the Republican Party and to the country as a congresswoman. You sit there. You say this kind of crazy. Mitt Romney said it best. We fought that war. A Republican lost his life over trying to save the Union, and this fool wants to split it. So here we go. This is the kind of crazy that requires a lot of heavy thinking because she isn't. Take your ass somewhere else and give us back our money. Ow. Yeah, that's right, Stephen New York says Sarah Huckleby, the governor, G O V E N O R, wants to sec D. <laughs> oh yeah, sec D is evergreen, isn't it? Okay, and by the way, um, Brother Deacon Asa didn't have to change the link, but he did go in and 
reset the settings so new people can join the call. All better now. Thank you, Brother Deacon. I appreciate it so much. All right, let's uh, let's go around the room, see who's got what to say. <laughs> Over in the Skype chat, Scott just posted the side-by-side of Uncle <laughs> Uncle Fester and Sarah Hustlebuck sandbags. God, that's another one. That never gets old. Ever, ever. Kevin, did I hear you a minute ago? Can anybody talk? You heard me three minutes ago. Oh, there, there, there's Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, I heard uh, Kevin. I'm glad Kevin. you liked the picture, Robin. Uh, oh, that just... Any... Go ahead. It's an evergreen. Yes. <laughs> never, never gets old. <laughs> that baleful gimlet eye... Yeah. It's like something out of an Edgar Allan Poe story. His eye. His unblinking eye. That thing's buried under the floorboards, kids. Uh, love it. Oh, while, while I'm thinking about it very quickly, to the extent that this is applicable, for anybody in the in the extended horn family who sent kind thoughts and healing energy my way after my last call to the program, I was in a horrible way yesterday, physically. I mean, really to the point where I almost wondered if I should go to the ER. But I, I woke up today feeling measurably better. And I don't know what the deal is, whether it was just stress or what the deal was. But uh, hopefully I've turned the corner and things are going to be tickety-boo. Well, you sound, you sound a little more perky. Yeah. Well, it's Friday. It's front porch day. Yeah, that it's makes us all happier, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's all I've got for the moment. No, but it's, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to know you're... Yeah, all better. Or some better. You'll get better and better. Oh, yeah. In every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. Hey, Robin, how's it going? Good, Kevin. How are you? Great. How's, uh, you got snow down there? No, it's, it's just, no, it, we're, it's still all sloppy and wet. It's like Vietnam with banjos. Oh, uh, yeah. We're supposed to get a few inches here, but I think it's more towards north of the Massachusetts Turnpike is going to get more snow. But the, wi- the wind is still kicking up, and I'm, it's, I'm glad the power has stayed on. I hate getting all ready for the program and then click. Beep, 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 beep. But I was listening to the bull- bulwark on the way home today. Boy, was that good. With uh, He had um, uh, Rick Wilson on today. Charlie Sykes, yeah, and he, they just Rick and uh, they're they were just kind of talking about DeSantis how he like is like a no match for Trump once Trump just you know sets his sights on him. 
you know, like on the debate stage or something like that, or and that you know, Rupert Murdoch they'll come crawling back to Trump once uh, it becomes apparent that he described it that they want they want the fat, the salt, and the sugar, the Trump people. They don't want DeSantis. They they want they want the real thing. You know what I mean? Right. I mean it's 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 a corollary to the old the, the the you know the old truth that if you give if you give uh, uh, Republicans a choice between the real deal and Republican light, they'll take the real deal every time. Yeah, they call it Diet Trump. That's what they're calling DeSantis, like Diet Trump. And why why have Diet Trump if you can have the real deal? Exactly. You know, even though they say, he mentioned that only two times that Trump's ratings go down, like uh, after January 6th and after Dobbs. But he was saying how Dobbs, I think Wilson was saying, explaining how Dobbs was like just something that nobody kind of saw coming, even like, the, you know, they didn't think it was going to go down as bad or whatever. But Trump just had like a residual down effect from that. It wasn't something he personally did, but, you know, like he's saying, no one's going to care. Like, they're not going to care if he gets indicted, like the Republicans, you know, the ones that are, you know, voting for him and everything. None of them are going to go away. They're, they're, they're just going to. And then he goes, definitely, if they do indict him, it's probably numbers that are probably going to go up because, because after Mar-a-Lago, was his, it went up, you know, yeah. as far as his approvals or whatever. So, uh, But this is where Democrats have been screwing up for years. By trying to run to the center and be Republican light. Well, shit, no Republican's going to vote for a Republican light Democrat. They're going to go with the real Republican. Right. And that's, well, yeah, that's, that's how it, that, that was the origin of it, you know, like running, running Republican light against Mitch McConnell and having them duke it out to see which one could better fillet the coal industry. They were saying about the Chicago mayor's race, how that could affect how the, the strategy for the Democrats are going to be going forward after she lost, you know, talking about crime, you know, the defunding the police and all that stuff, you know. I think she was probably doomed. There, I do, too. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. And they went, you know, they went, she, she was kind of a, and I, I, I hope nobody takes this wrong. She was kind of a trifecta. You know, she's gay and black and a woman. Right. And, of course, Republicans exploited all of that. I don't think it really has any. I don't think it has any real bearing mm-hmm. on on the political climate. I mean, I think one good thing. I mean, I, would you rather see Trump run than DeSantis? Right? I would. I'm kind of there because even Trump came out and said, "Hey, you know, Social Security, and Medicare." And I was just part. They just even Rick Wilson mentioned it was kind of a smart move on his part to get out in front early and say, "Hey, I'm not for I'm not for getting rid of Social Security and Medicare." I ain't going to do that. 
you know, remember you said that after the State of the Union or something? Oh, like yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. And, but if uh, you were sitting at the White House and it came through, and let's say the Republicans gain control of the Senate and the Democrats won't use the filibuster, and a slashing Social Security and Medicare crossed his desk, he'd sign that son of a bitch in a New York minute. Oh, yeah. If he's got both houses, yeah. No doubt. But I'm just saying, you know, politically, just for him trying to get elected, you know, he did the smart thing and kind of like, you know. Because, you know, now with the like, you know, if you write, if you say something about me, I'm going to find you, whatever that, that whatever that's all about. Um, you know, you got to register. I mean, what the fuck, you know. You don't want to have that stuff come on national. I mean, Trump could do that, turn around and do the same thing. I'm not saying he won't. You know what I mean? Something yeah. similar. He could. He could go, you know. <clears throat> I just think having him run <clears throat> keeps people on their toes. You know? To keep them out. Well, with what DeSantis has done with uh, the Disneyland... Uh, property and what he's done with that college in Florida, he's definitely showing his fascist colors. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Anyhow, Robin, slightly off topic here. Go right ahead. I, I did up the, the peppers and I've got two pints of uh, pepper juice that uh, are probably going to be coming your way shortly with maybe some peppers and some wakatai sauce, if I could convince my wife to send you a wakatai sauce. Uh, but <clears throat> what kind of chips would you like me to use for packing peanuts? I can never get enough alder. It's hard. It's just not around here. And okay. when and when I go to do fish, there's nothing like it. Because, you know, I'm not going to send you a bunch of styrofoam when I can send you chips. Yeah, no, believe me, they would be much appreciated. Okay. And I think, I think I'm going to take some of, the, some of that brine, because I did it experimentally uh, with what I had, and use it to make some of the hot slaw really hot. Mm. And that'll be... Well, this will definitely put some blisters on your tongue if you drink it straight. Yeah, I, uh, I made I made the hot slaw, and instead of just I let that I, I I've got a bag of ground hatch chili peppers powder, and that stuff's blazing. This stuff was a notch above that when I just used it instead. God, it was so good on a hot dog. Now this has been uh, canned, and which makes it vacuum sealed in the jar, so the live organisms are gone. It's just. Uh, uh, acidity, that's about pH 4, uh, the acidity of the ferment and the, the hotness of the capsaicin of the peppers. But there's no uh, bacteria in it to start a ferment or anything like that. Oh, no. I, I don't need that for the hot slaw anyway. I just need the heat. You know, well, it's, it's got that, even out of the fridge. Whew. My forehead's sweating just thinking about it. Well, it'll be a bit before it gets shipped off because the the medium, if it fits, it ships box needs to have 
a little bit more in it before I just fill it with chips. But anyhow, that's well. That will that will that will be magic. I, I thank you so much, Roger. And give your and, and give your lovely wife my best regards. I shall. Now on to other things. Uh, first of all, everybody's making a big scream about Biden's got cancer. Uh, oh I God, I know. I, I hesitated to uh, even bring that up. They they uh, did on his annual physical find a little spot on his chest apparently that. Uh, you know, that doesn't look very good. How about we uh, do a biopsy and cut it off? And sure enough, it was a skin cancer, the same one his wife had a while back, same one millions of Americans get every year and don't die from. No biggie. Right. Now, the other one is apparently uh, 45 this morning, got on a plane and flew into D.C., and didn't announce that he was going there or anything of that sort. So people are kind of wondering on why he's made a trip to D.C. Conjectures, anybody? Hello, Grand Jury. That was my thought. Because he couldn't announce that he was complying with the subpoena because that would make him seem weak. But in his shoes, I don't think he'd want to try and stonewall it. No, because it doesn't work anymore. Well, that might just be an FBI-type folk coming down there to say, hey, uh, you're coming with us uh, because he's just a private citizen. He's speaking at CPAC this weekend. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's he's the big fish at CPAC tomorrow. Okay, hey Roger. So, yes, Scott. How many times did how many times did Reagan go to Walter Reed or Bethesda during his eight years in office to be cut upon to have something or other removed? I have absolutely no recollection of it being made anything about in the press. It was just yeah, the president went over to Walter Reed for a medical number. Well, no, you know? no, I'm not asking that, but I mean. He had various uh, skin uh, lesions removed. He had fucking polyps. He had, uh, it was one other thing that he had, and I can't remember even what it was. He but had he, a bullet removed. Well, he had a bullet <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Sparky. Well played. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yes, the bullet. I remember that. But, I mean, and that, you know. It's the double standard. Well, and if it weren't for double standards, Republicans wouldn't have any standards at all. Beat me to (laughs) it. Beat me to it. (laughs) By the way, is Steve uh, from Georgia Stan on on the line? He just came in. Steve. Uh, Steve. Yes, 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 yes. I want to share with the group. That uh, movie that I, that documentary that I sent you the link for, it's from like, okay, well, it's like from 2015. It's called uh, All Things Must Pass, and it's a documentary about the rise and fall of Tower Records. I guess most people, that was a national chain. Most people remember Tower Records. Like Turtles, Turtles. Yeah. Now, see, I mentioned Turtles the other night, Steve, and you weren't around. 
And everybody was like, turtles, is that a thing? What the hell? Is that a, but anyway, is that a pet uh, store? <laughs> no, it, no. It's on YouTube uh, for free. All things must pass. It's a fascinating uh, story about the record industry and how quickly things change in terms of home entertainment media. But anyway, pr proceed with, with uh, what, what Steve was about to say. I don't remember, recall saying anything. No, because I was, I was talking, uh, Steve, I was talking about the fact that, you know, one of the two times I met Miss Rosalind, one of them was in the Turtles in Lenox Square. Oh, that was a huge chain in the southeast and even up the coast further, up around your That and Record Bar. Uh-huh. They were in uh, malls. Remember malls? <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like Robert Plant on uh, The Song Remains the Same. Does anybody remember Laughter? Laughter? <laughs> we still got a mall in Reading. They're far and few between. I had a good uh, gig for a while. Um, I grew up in a two-family house in Springfield, and a uh, guy upstairs from me managed a place called Belmont Records in downtown Springfield. And uh, I used to get albums for costs and posters. Man, I had a good gig there for about a year and a half. <laughs> oh, in my hometown, it was Pegasus Records and Tapes. Yeah. Oh, and thing yeah. and and things that were for novelty purposes only. And then if you want to bootlegs there was main music about a quarter mile down the street. And album shops, remember those? I think yeah. they're making a comeback or a resurgence. A we got somewhere. a place where I deliver mail in Amherst called um the Mystery Train. And uh they have albums there. People bring them in and you know well, albums actually have a better sound quality. They have more frequency on the high and low ends. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, our ears are our best. ears are not yeah. digital. Our ears are analog. That's correct, sir. I still got yeah, a few I'm... albums. God damn it! <laughs> Don't worry about it, Steve. <laughs> Don't have a turntable though, but I still got some albums left over from like the eighties. Vinyl, vinyl's a big deal anymore. I mean, you know, the the real audiophiles only listen to vinyl. Yeah. Your real um, audio heads. That's true. And a lot of your new presses are coming out in vinyl. And I like those last year analog components, you know, like the late 70s or um, early 80s, you know, like right before they went digital. You know, the last of the good analogs, you know, uh, TIAC and Sony and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Onkyo. San Sansui. Yeah. Hello, Steven. Trying to get in. I had dual. I had a dual turntable when I lived in Boston. I, nice. I found a great cartridge that worked with it. It was an empire. So, were you a mixer? I mean, like a DJ, where you could fade one song no, into the next one? Or? No, no, I was a hi-fi fan, listening to classical and rock. Very cool. And you didn't use a Shure cartridge, M80E. Some of those projects back in the day were pretty penny. Uh, the Empire was the best one. Uh, some sure was sure made terrible cartridges. The M80E would work perfectly on a Pioneer. 
And finding a needle, I always had to go to Radio Shack to get a decent oh, Okay, here's a, here's a blast from your past. Back, back in the days of cassettes. Yeah. Remember, oh, I still got a cassette player. Remember, yeah. well, remember when auto reverse came along? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Well. You didn't have to flip the tape. It would flip itself. Well, the thing is, though, you know, having the tape going back and forth in both directions across the head was a lot harder on the tape. And the be-all and end-all of cassette decks was something called the Nakamichi Dragon. Available only at Radio Shack. No. 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 Didn't even touch it at Radio Shack. No. Um, available only at, at, at audio shops that you have to have a friend who has a friend to tell you how to get there. Uh, that thing was amazing, though, because it has servo, and it, you could load like five or six tapes in it. And when it was when the tape got to the end, the entire drawer would slide out. A servo would push the tape up, turn it around, and drop it back down. And then slide back in. Very cool. Yeah. Because wow. that's where cutting edge back in their day, man. Because we went from uh, eight tracks, which were just horrible. Garbage. You could hear you could hear yeah. two songs playing at one time, or you'd be in the middle of jamming a Led Zeppelin song, and it would change tracks. There are still songs that I hear the click click in, even if <laughs> even even if even if I'm not, you know, I mean, it's on the it could be on the radio, and I'll hear it click click. Yeah, because it's, way to heaven, it would fade out. In yeah, the of it. yeah, and it, and it is just wired into my brain. Click, junk, metal tapes, metal tapes. Oh yeah. Before that, what was the premium reel to reel was the way to go before I CDs. Have, I have a reel to reel deck, and I have a big library of classical music. Nice on reels. Almost all Dolby. Oh, are they nice. holding up, Stephen? Because uh, they're carbon based and they tend to, to disintegrate. They're holding up well. Good. Believe it or not. I have to fix yeah. the deck though. The take up, the take up reel motor is sloppy and it makes the tape wind very tight. Mm. Not tight, but up against the edge too tight. Come a long way since the Victor Victrola days, huh? And the Edison had one too. I have. I grew up with an Edison player when I was a kid. Really? And, uh, and it, the, the cylinder the wax, disc, Stephen, or record? You no, know, the no, the the discs, the big okay. pot, the heavy discs, di, the diamond needle. Wow. I'm fascinated by all that, especially the cylinder wax ones. That was the very first um, sound recording, you can go to like tinfold.com and still hear some of that, you know, screwed. Yes. You know, the, um, I think it's the Library of Congress has a page or a link or something where you can listen online to a lot of old cylinder stuff. Mm -hmm. And my uh, up the street neighbor, when I was a kid, had a couple of Edison cylinder players Edison Records. <laughs> and, uh, and on one of them was the inaugural address. I, it must have been spread out over a couple of uh, cylinders. It was the inaugural address of William McKinley. Yeah, it was oh, the wow. first one, wasn't it? Oh, 
I think it's so, a, yeah. If you're Which, interested in that or any of the Horn families interested in that, it's not a secure site, but I've been going here for 20 years plus. Just go to tenfold.com, and it has a whole just, just thousands of cylinder recordings. Fascinating stuff. What, what's it called? Tinfoil, you know, like. Oh, tinfoil, Re okay. Yeah, like Reynolds tinfoil. Oh, yeah. It's just called tinfoil.com. The, pro the problem with cylinders, you couldn't do high-volume duplications because there's no way to really stamp a cylinder. You have to do a one-on-one -on -one copy of everything from the master. That, they, were, they were wax, weren't they, Stephen? No, no. They were, no, the commercial ones for public use were a, a kind of a early plastic. Uh, it's kind of a shellac bake, sort of thing. It's like Bakelite. And Bakelite, I, I've yeah. seen them in antique stores and almost have tempted to buy one, but where would you find the cylinders? I mean, it'd be just a good mantelpiece or something, you know? Well, one thing I've always said about uh, my DJ friends like this, one thing I've always said about being thankful for Thomas Edison, if it hadn't been for old Tom Edison, DJs over the years would be Slip queuing their cylinders by candlelight. <laughs> I, th I think that's, that's uh, quality. Thank quality. you. But <laughs> I knew it was a TAC. I knew it was a TAC. A TAC? No, yeah, a photo of a reel to reel. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember uh, like uh, Columbia oh, Records man. and tapes and RCA I've Records actually and got tapes? one. They the, were the, Cadillac in the day. I mean, good gosh, you, that was the best sound quality. Better than the, album. The record clubs. I have I have a I have a TAC twenty three forty R. Nice. Doesn't work now, but I still got one. You could probably get it fixed, you know. I doubt it. That's right. The pats are very short, and you have to use eBay to really sneak sneak it down. There's an interesting it went through version. A flood. Interesting version of the Beatles' White Album available. It's only on Reel to Reel. It's got some hidden gems in there. Oh, wow. Never heard of that. You, yep. I was, I was going to ask about, you remember RCA Record Club and Columbia mm -hmm. Record Club? They used to have... For a penny. L <laughs> 30 albums for a penny. <laughs> they used to have LPs and also uh, pre-recorded tapes. Where you, you could get either version that you wanted. I was never much was into pre-recorded. I was a music. member of the Columbia Record Club. Yeah. Not affiliated with CBS. Yes. And all albums on tape pre-recorded by just their nature. Stop quibbling, Jeremy. You're quibbling. That's what he does. It's a, it's a real answer. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's very binary. Hey, thank you, Kevin and Tracy. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, hey, we just you're uh, we just got down to uh, three hundred and eighty bucks to go to finish fundraising for the whole week, which is amazing. Sweet. So, you know, that's that's reachable. That's thirty eight people at ten bucks. Ten people at thirty eight bucks. One person at three hundred and eighty. Tracy Two. says that. Uh, well, well, Scott. What's for dinner tonight, Kevin? News. Uh, we have some brujol. 
that she made. Prosciutto. It's delicious. Tell me more. I don't uh, think I know. I... Prosciutto. It's uh, you put the. It's 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 like short, kind of like uh, similar to short ribs, but they they tie the string on the end. It's made with uh, sauce. She took some uh, sauce out of the freezer that she put in last summer. And uh, I'll try to get a picture of it on. Uh, actually, I'll take a here what take a picture right now, and then I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, oh my god, it's so good. I mean, it's it's just this wonderful beef, you know, the Brazil. Uh, I'm gonna take a picture of it now with the with the pasta, and uh, made some uh, like a beef barley soup today, and. What else? Some chicken salad. <laughs> so, oh, I see it now. I just I just scrolled into. Oh God, that looks so good. Oh, you saw it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear heavenly days. <laughs> By the way, she says she can uh, probably work something out uh, um, as far as your car. Whatever, if you, if you want to buy a car up here, she thinks that she can get it done. So, uh, you know, protect and slurp. I was asking Scott, have you heard the good news? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> after, after, since being teased since 1981, History of the World Part 2 is coming out Monday by the Mel Brooks. The Mel Brooks movie? Yes. Awesome. Dear God. Wow. With Mel oh, in it. With Mel in wow. it, yes. Oh, he's still active. Uh, it's funny because everybody else is dead, pretty much. Me and Robin were trying to think the other night, who's still alive? <laughs> the only thing God. we could come up with was Henry Kissinger, you know. <laughs> and Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Right? Well, yeah, it's, it's, I told I told I told Steve the other night. Yeah, this better be good or it could ruin Mel's career. <laughs> this could ruin his career at ninety six. Yeah, his last four years are going to be hell, right? Well, who all was in that the history of the world? Uh, I, oh wasn't, my uh, God, Madeline Kahn. Um, was Harvey Dom Corman Deloise, in Harvey Corman. It's just a, <laughs> Gregory uh, Hines. Mom. Gregory Hines, B. Arthur, Miss the lady who played Mother Nature on the butter commercials. <laughs> I mean, um, let's see, the, the Playboy guy, Hugh Hefner. I mean, it's you not name it, nice to fool any, Mother Nature. Any, <laughs> you have to. I mean, yeah. I just after they teased it at the end of it. Stay around for history of the world part two. And it, I never it, knew back in 1981 that you know 40 some years later they were actually going to fulfill that tease. You no. Know? Is it in theaters only, or will it no, be? No, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. I have got to uh, broaden my horizons and get Hulu because I would do it for that. I mean, yeah. there's Robin. I don't know. Is it uh, is it a one time deal or certainly not? Certainly, you can go back and rewatch. Oh it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I know they're going to do two episodes a night through Thursday. Oh wow, I'm there for that. And let's see. This is the so it is only 13 days to season three of Ted Lasso. Yep. I'm stoked. Yeah, a lot of good TV coming out. And I, I don't just, know if y'all are watching it, but the new Quantum Leap is really super good. 
Poker Face is good too. I liked it. Oh yeah. Uh there yeah, uh, You're right. It's Columbo through and through. Uh, yeah, I mean it just yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we're, I'm far enough. I was talking to Tracy about it, and I'm far enough yeah. into it now that I can see her start doing the eye stuff. Yeah, she's good, man. Love that girl. She's amazing. Yeah, even, uh, Steve, have you been keeping up with Murph the Surf on MGM yes, Plus? Yes, 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 yes. In fact, I'm, I'm waiting for when's the next one going to drop? Saturday or Sunday? Su- Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. One more question. Yeah, just one more question. Just one more thing, man. Go ahead, Steve. I don't have anything to add. Steve's had a hard day. Well, there is a new po- I mean, there should be a new poker face. Uh, that's probably what we'll be watching tonight after the after nice. the program. Yeah, and I just, I just awesome really, show. I really want, awesome. I really want Quantum Leap to keep going because. I want him to find Scott Bakula because that's the whole premise. They're, they're, the the new quantum leaper is looking for Scott Bakula. The right wing tool, Scott Bakula, him. Is he a right wing tool? No, I must be thinking of somebody else. Who is that? The only Trump uh, supporter think, that came out. You're thinking of. You're thinking of Scott Bayo. Scott, Scott Bayo, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, oh don't ever confuse those two. <laughs> Ew. I'm tired, Robin. It's been a very long it's, time. Yeah, it's, it looks like you were having a day. Yeah, I mean, between you know work and the weather, we got slammed with that thing that Duncan got slammed with and everybody else out west. It just cruised on. Well, know, it blew away the first side. 15 minutes of the program here, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody gets a dose, right? Right, yeah. Robin? Oh, getting it up here. Yeah, I was sitting. I was sitting here at five o'clock, going, "This is not happening." Uh, Alexa kept giving me all these weather warnings. Finally, I had to tell her, "Just no more weather warnings, Alexa." I get it; it's going to suck today. Just stop it. Stop it. You know, <laughs> oh, by the way, we have apparently gotten on the wrong side of Brother Deacon Asa. You people with your vinyl records and superior sound quality, you Luddite bastards were the same crowd who wanted to go back to silent movies after they added speech to movies because them silent movies were so gosh darn romantic. <clears throat> Apparently, brother, a, a certain brother deacon has digital ears, unlike the rest of us. And the radio head said TV would never take off. You know, that's a true story. I always remember the great band leader, Harry James said, you know, this rock and roll thing will never last. Never last. <laughs> Harry he's not holding his breath. <laughs> I think he's just not breathing anymore. Oh, and by the way, Stephen New York from the, from the corrections department, Reagan's bullet. Uh, the only reason I'm saying this is because it's my alma mater. Reagan was at George Washington for bullet removal, not Walter Reed. No, no, he went to Walter for the uh, for the skin issues, the removal yeah. of the uh, or Bethesda. To get the Reagan rot cut out. But yeah, yeah, uh, Walter. I mean, uh, George Washington Hospital was the closest to uh, the Hilton up on Connecticut Avenue, and they were driving up over sidewalks and medians and God knows what else. Uh, so take him back to the hospital. Until they noticed that he was having uh, 
bubbly, frothy blood coming out of his mouth. And uh, so the that's the only thing that really saved him. Somebody said, now we're going to take a detour to GW Hospital. Man, God, I, I sure hope you're day. a Republican, Mr. President. We're all Republicans today. Oh, God. I, that. Uh, By the way, Steve asked what to protect and to slurp meant. Well, so I had, all the, uh, so the I, police cars have it uh, written no, on the side. I, I, had, I had my picture, the gazpacho police, and that was my to protect and to slurp. That's beautiful. That's Calvin. By the way, I, I have to I have to attribute. I I wrote you about something uh, like she's so dense that light bends around her. Yes, that was actually from a show in Canada uh, called it used uh, called uh, this uh, this hour is twenty two minutes um, or something. It was this thirty something like that, and it was actually a reporter back in two thousand eight was following from there was following. Sarah Palin around. She said she shouted that question at her. Is it true that you're so dense the light bends around you? <laughs> mm. I, I just thought that was just precious as hell. Whatever nice. happened to her? I always heard that she was going to be the next big thing. Governor Palin. <laughs> Oh no, she wants to be. Uh, she she's she. The story was a couple of weeks ago. She told Monkey Up DeClantis to stand down that America needs President Trump, and she wants to be his vice president. Oh Jesus! Talk about a gruesome twosome. Jesus. So does Marge. <laughs> they have to. She's gonna have to fight Marge. Yeah, Marge is a little too pasty for Nitwit Nero. <laughs> now, exactly, other than being governor of Florida. And I believe he was in the Congress for a while. What the hell is Don, uh, Ron DeSantis known for? Does he have any track record in life, in business, or anything? Or does it matter? Probably where he went to school. Yeah, he, yeah, he went to the Ivy League, but he's also uh, a veteran of the JAG Corps, and actually was involved in torturing pr prisoners at Guantanamo. Oh, there's your record to run on. <laughs> and on I'm, I'm sorry, to, and I'm sorry to keep bringing these things up, but here, yeah, there's another, another bill in Florida, and this is some terrifying shit. Um, they've introduced a bill in Florida that would allow the kidnapping of children, and making them wards of the state of Florida or would allow, say, let's say uh, a parent and a child flee Florida and go to a sane state. Florida is empowering the aggrieved parent to go and kidnap the child and bring him back to Florida, and Florida says that they will not respect any other state's jurisdiction. God. Care to guess which kind of kids? It's only for one kind of kids. Well, it's the ones that have two mommies and two daddies. No, it's the ones who are trans. 
Oh my God! What the fuck is wrong with these people? So you know there are, there are sanctuary states being set up, like Minnesota's moving toward California, maybe Washington and Oregon. I think there's a bill in in Albany uh, to do that. And this is frightening. If you're going to write about Ron DeSantis in a blog, you have to put your name in some kind of a registry or something. Yeah. Cool. You know what? I'm going to start a blog, and it's all all going to say. It's just going to say. Man, that's right out of fucking Nazi Germany, isn't it? Jesus Christ, man. That's 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 terrifying as well. Uh, I mean, I think it's actually worse. Nazi Germany. As long as you said shit good about Hitler, they probably didn't care. I'm going to start writing about him like crazy. Are you going to put your name in the registry? Great. Let him come to New York and get me. So is that only for Florida residents? I really didn't pick up the details. Well, I mean, it's, it's, no, Florida says, if, well, as far as they're concerned, if, 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 you're in, if you're in bumfuck Montana, you better by God register and pay your fees. Montana. You know what? I just saw an article in this The Guardian. This going off the rails. Go ahead, Steve. Very interesting. COVID was the top line of duty cause of death for U.S. police for the third year running. Did we know that? Say it again. COVID was the, COVID was the top cause of death in the line of duty for American law enforcement for the first third year in a row. I'm not surprised because so many of them didn't want to wear a mask. We had a mask mandate here for a little while and uh, and and and, it, and the cops have just refused. So no wonder. You know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Time for Diane Feinstein has shingles. Oh, that poor woman. Now, you're, wait a minute. You're a senator of the United States, and you don't go and get your shingles. Frank! You know, what? Get your shingles vaccine, DiFi. Not like she couldn't afford it, even if she would have had to pay cash, but I'm sure her insurance would have covered it. Yeah. You don't have insurance. That was that's an expensive shot, but still it's, it's, it's worth it. Well, I'm I mean, DiFi ain't wanting for money. Right. No, I don't think she'd have to I don't think she'd have to go on rice and beans to, you know, get mm-mm. a shingle shot. <laughs> Too oh, late now, though. That's where I live. That's related to uh, chickenpox somehow, isn't it? The virus. Right. What virus? Same virus. What if you've never had chickenpox? Should you get a shingle shot? I mean, I don't recall ever. Well, if you've it. if you've never had it, you should probably get the chickenpox vaccine first. Oh, okay. And then theoretically, you won't get because you know you have to have chickenpox in order to get shingles. I had I had chicken pox and I've had both shingle shots. Same here. I think when I got 
um, the last time I was at the pharmacy to be injected, it was the first year I'd ever gotten a flu shot, and I think they gave me everything. I think shingles was one of the ones that I got. So what's the word with the next COVID shot? They're going to bundle it into the flu shot. Is that correct? Or? I don't know. I've had... I've had, I've had every COVID shot. They would let me. Hell, if they come out with a new one tomorrow, I'd be standing in line, but I'm just waiting I've for had, the next one. I've had all the shots plus flu and pneumonia two years ago. I My had... understanding is right now that five shots, if you have five COVID shots, you're totally up to date. In other mm -hmm. words, the original two, then there were two boosters, and then there was the covalent booster. Right, right, and right. that is up to date. I think I, I've got four out of five. But man, it was so long ago when I had that fifth shot. That I'm a bit concerned. Mine was back in September. Right, we got it around the same time, Roger. So is that a concern for you? Well, I keep checking up on it to find out if there's anything else. Uh, my fifth shot was on nine twenty one twenty two. Because after six months, don't they start to wane in protection? Well, that was the original thinking, but I think it still does. It, it wanes, but it still it still does provide a level of protection. Okay, so it I've been trying to it. keep up with it to see whether or not because September, October, November, December, January, February, March. I'm at seven months already. Right, right, and, uh, and you're in the same boat. I haven't found any place that suggests getting a sixth shot. I well, I thought they were get one, but I mean, what good would it do? Wasn't the plan to develop and make it an annual thing, like you do with the flu shot and some of these? Yeah, other but ones? that ship's that good ship has sort of sailed and sunk because nah. all all COVID all COVID coverage ends in May. So that means you want a shot after May, you're going to pay for it. Why did Joe sign off on that? Well, if you have insurance, wouldn't insurance cover the bulk of it? Or Well, you hope, but, I mean, some of us don't. And some insurance companies are so selective on what they want to cover or not. It's, not Joe's, it's not Joe's fault. It's the House of Representatives will not continue the, the following on the uh, old coverage. That's right. They have to bear the, the, the purse, so it's probably yeah. out of his hands. But I thought I heard the announcement came from Joe, but maybe not. I don't know. And what is their majority? Like five votes in the House? Four. Four. And if, if uh, George goes, it'll be down to three. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's why they're going to hang on to George, you know, even if. He yeah, but the ethics committee announced a broad reaching, broad ranging investigation of George DeVolder, Anthony Santos, King Kamehameha the third. But Robin, yeah. do they have any teeth? I thought they did. <laughs> and teeth when was the last the time that the ethics committee ever did something that got acted on? Oh, right. who was the guy from Ohio? Uh, the Trafficking. Uh, Trafficking. Oh, Christ, that was 30 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, he was a sitting senator in jail. Oh, not a senator, a congressman. Congressman, yeah. 
From wasn't he from go Ohio? Back yeah, mm-hmm. go back and look. He was funny to watch. He had those. He was a funny was, dude. Yeah, he had, he had wild hair, dude. Me too. Beam me up. And he used to wear. I he's he had, and I I thought this was a joke, but I found out it was true. His wife was a hairdresser. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I saw him in the house one time when I worked there with like a white. I mean, the guy dressed like he was from, you know, 1973. Like a red, red bell-bottom <laughs> dress pants with a white, white slip jacket. Shoes. Yeah, 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 and probably, yeah, and a red silk ascot. And a white jacket. I mean, jacket. it was a leisure suit, Steve. Yeah, well, he used to wear one of those, too. Oh, by the way, I've got an unpaid product placement for us. If you run across this stuff, it's really good. You know, I'm counting carbs and everything. So it's a it's a packaged popcorn, you know, already popped. And two cups of this stuff has 18 grams of carbs. Two cups. So I can snack on it fairly confidently, and damn, is it good. The brand is Lesser Evil. Premium quality, minimally processed, USDA organic popcorn. The flavor is Himalayan sweetness, sweet and salty blend with organic extra virgin coconut oil. This is some fan-damn-tastic popcorn. What is the brand name? Lesser Evil. It's vegan. Of course it's vegan. Uh, But, yeah, uh, Lesser Evil, Himalayan sweetness. And there's another really kick-ass brand um, launched by one of the Jonas Brothers. It's called Rob's Backstage Popcorn. Uh, it comes in sweet and salty barbecue and, my favorite, Indian Spice. Nice. Oh, it's good. I mean, the Indian Spice is fantastic. You can taste the cardamom. You can taste the nutmeg. Uh, you can, uh, you envious, know, turmeric. Envious, envious. I got a corn sensitivity, so I can't eat corn. But you know what I have been eating on, Robin? The plantain chips. You ever had them? Oh, God, I love those. They're, they're good, and they're keto-friendly and all that. Yeah, man. So I've been stocking up on those. Are those like banana And chips? they'll settle your stomach, too. If you got, like, a queasy stomach, they'll settle it. Yeah, they're good. Remember, yeah, plantain uh, chips. They're like banana chips, right? They're, exactly. Where are you finding them, Steve? Target. Uh, Karen uh-huh. drug me into a Target last week for the first time in a long time, and I got a bag of them, and these are good. So I went ahead and mail-ordered a, a case of them. They should be here any day now. Hey, did everyone hear the thing about Trump proposed the, the 10, something about 10 cities that has fly, that have flying cars? No. What? This is real. Yeah, no, I was. I remember. I heard on Stephanie this morning, and I thought it was crazy. But here it says on CNN, Trump, Trump proposes building ten freedom cities and flying cars. Ten freedom cities and flying cars. Now, what would the benefit be? Who the fuck knows? I mean, people are crazy. Jane, stop that. this crazy thing, Jane. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you, I don't know how it is where you are, but traffic here is like a nightmare, morning, noon, and night. And, I mean, the lowest form of life is we've got dealerships that sell cars with uh, 
transparent, like uh, see-through bottoms. So if you run somebody over, you can look down and see if you know them. You know, set them a card and some flowers or something. But I just can't imagine. How would these things be? Uh, does he propose how to uh, make them fly and what fuel they run on? Or is this one of his? You're going to fly on coal fuel. Beautiful, oh, beautiful, yeah. clean, carbon-neutral coal. <laughs> And see, Joe Manchin would jump on board with that because Joe Manchin wants to build a liquid jet fuel from coal plant in West Virginia. That's been one of his fetish objects for a long time. Now, what would the cost for something like that be compared to regular fuel for aviation? Well, he wanted to force the Air Force to fly their their stuff on it. Uh, The cost is ridiculous. And it, and every gallon of coal jet fuel requires four gallons of clean water to process. Oh, see, that can never be that can never be rehabilitated. Yeah, yeah, it's like fracking water, fracking uh, solution. It's proprietary. Yeah. So so basically, what sort of uh, he wants the military to use this to. Uh, to fuel the uh, military planes? Or is this for commercial aviation? Or Well, Manchin wanted it for the military. See, well, the military you're... is the highest consumer of fossil fuels in the world, the U.S. military. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... And Joe's a coal you, broker. If you remember uh, Petticoat Junction... Uh, Floyd and Charlie, I think, were the engineers on the cannonball, the, the train that would run to the Shady Rest. They would they would do that backbreaking work of shoveling coal into the the engine. You're going to have your military shoveling coal to keep planes flying. I, it's just well. Remember, he Nitwit Nero got in a fight with the Navy over steam uh, steam catapults on aircraft carriers. It's always worked before. This is the dumbest idea in the world, electromagnetic catapults. What the fuck? See, I did earlier when somebody brought it up about it would be better to have him as the nominee than DeSantis. That was me. That was me. I just don't know. I would rather have. I don't know. I I just don't. There's still, what, a third of the people, more or less, 35, 38% pretty much is what his popularity is. When you've got a group like that still behind the guy, after all we've heard and seen, I figure, why take chances? I mean, I understand the the thing about I'd rather, rather have a dragon that I know than 10 dragons that I don't know. But I, I just... I, the sooner he is written out of the scenario, the better off we're all going to be, I think. No, Scott, he's at 45%, brother. 45. 45. Oh, Jesus. Yes. you got to remember um, that Trump's also the guy when the military tried to explain F-35's helmet to him and how it allows them to see through the plane so they can see wherever they look. And he thought it meant the whole plane turns invisible. He's a fucking moron. We have invisible planes, <laughs> just like Wonder Woman. I want one of those lassos. You know what, Robin? That reminds me. You remember Earl? We've talked about Earl Pitts and all. Oh yeah, Pitts off. 
you know, pits off. There was an episode where uh, his what was his his son's name was Earl Jr. and he said Earl Jr. wanted a wanted a bomber jacket for Christmas and said, you know what I did? I gave him an empty box and he opened it up and I said, it's a stealth bomber jacket. <laughs> Say hi to mom and them. Say hi to mom and them. Yeah, you know, I was I was in the grocery store today, and I just happened down that aisle, and for some reason or another, my eyes are just always drawn to it, that nearly $6 can of Skyline Chili. Jesus, shit's expensive now. And I just looked at it and went, God, that's disgusting. I take a bath. Skyline Chili, enlighten me. Oh, it's Cincinnati so-called chili. Chili, See. yeah. It's vile, it's vulgar, it's got, like, sugar and cinnamon and shit in it. Chocolate. Gross. Yeah. Of course, I put chocolate in my chili anyway. Well, I've heard coffee, instant coffee, going mm-hmm. into chili. I've heard that. But, you know. Tequila? My best, my um favorite chili as of late is from Panera Bread. I don't know if it's seasonal or not, but they make a, a vegan chili that's really good. So what do they do for them? Is, is it like tofu or something? No, I, I know. I sit corrected. It's not vegan. It is turkey chili. I mm. apologize. But it's really, really good. I don't know if, if oh. you're familiar with Panera Bread. Or if oh, yeah, that. I am. There's one over in Beckley. Surprised, Beckley being Beckley, I'm surprised it's still open. You know, Remember, we lost our five guys. We got a Whataburger opening up here in Hooterville. Oh, you lucky man. Yeah, are, are they good? Robin? Yeah, Whataburger's fantastic. Now, my favorite is, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, this franchise is Freddy's Burgers, where they just cook the shit out of them until they're almost burnt to a crisp. Well, I don't know and about that, I but there's a, there's a Culver's near you. And Culver's, okay. Culver's oh, yeah. is, yeah, and yeah. yeah. And they're they're homemade frozen custard that they make fresh every day. Nice. And cheese curds. Getting back to canned chili. If you're (laughs) going to go the Cincinnati route, well, there's two ways of doing it. I prefer Gold Star to to, uh, Skyline. Skyline. But there is, and I got it on Amazon once a couple of years ago, the, the seasoning packet. For they don't call it they don't call it sky or uh, I think was it Gold Star or Skyline? Anyway, it's one of the companies that makes the canned chili. But this is where you make it yourself, and it's a big, heavy packet of the seasonings that you use, and you you make the chili yourself. And it's quite good. And I can't remember whether it was made by the Gold Star people or the Skyline people. Well, something I did see today, and I left it on the shelf, but I mean, um, steak and shake, uh, steak and shake brand chili, and mm. that was very tempting. Haven't been to one of those in years. They're hit or miss. They tried to put a steak and shake here in Hooterville, and it was bloody awful. It was terrible. They let the food sit under heat lamps for hours. Oh, that know? steak and shake was great back in the eighties in uh, in, uh, uh, in, in yeah, Atlanta. Well, we have one in uh, coming that is excellent. 
I mean, it's to die for, but it, I guess it's, since they're independently owned, it's who's overseeing it. Because the one up here, it went out of business. It was so bad. So, there's that. That's the Freddy Burger. It wasn't just a joke. It was Freddy but no, Steve, you've got you to make a pilgrimage to Culver's. I will. I will. And their and, and their I, fish sandwich is really good too. I think we have one in Alpharetta, so it wasn't wouldn't be that much of a pilgrimage. You know, no, I think it was Alpharetta. Yeah, the other yeah. the other place that I, I'm trying to remember where it was. I don't know if it was coming or, but um, Chris and I stopped at this this Korean barbecue place where you cook your own you cook the meat over your over the fire that's at your table. There's a little propane burner. So good. You know who had the best fish fillet uh, for like fish and chips or the or the fish sandwich was you've heard heard of Bob's Big Boy, the the chain of uh, hamburger places. Yeah. Well, in Cincinnati, they're owned by a family called Frisch, F R I S C H. Yes, I've seen Frisch's. Yes. During Lent, the forty days before. Easter or whatever, one of the feature things on their menu is either their fish fillet sandwich or their fish and chips platter. And I don't know where they got the fish from or what they do to it in the preparation, but I'm telling you, of all the fish fillets I've ever had, they were the best. And the last place I lived in Cincinnati before I moved out here was like a block and a half from a, uh, a Frisch's Big Boy, and I was never much of a, you know, restaurant eater, but I'll tell you, I would, during Lent especially, I would go down there, and you, the, there's something about the tartar sauce also. You can buy it in the grocery stores, I know, in Cincinnati, or you could buy it to take home with you from the uh, restaurant itself. Uh, the, the, just a delicious thing. The chips weren't much, but goddamn, the fish was great. Well, you know, you know the story, Scott, about uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 guy uh, was doing a retreat weekend at a monastery, and it was Friday, so it's fish and chips, and uh, it was really good. And so the guy calls over one of the one of the folks and says, um, "My my." Uh, my compliments to the chef, and the guy said, well, that's me. I'm the fish fryer. The chipmunk is over there. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's not a boiler. He's a fryer. Anyway, I, now I'm hungry for fish and chips. I'm hungry for snack foods. I'm Hungry for power. I tell you, it's a great, a great fish sandwich. Even now, is Permanente Brothers. Originally in the Strip District in uh, Pittsburgh, but it's expanded. There's one in like Bridgeport and Morgantown now, and several in the Greater Pittsburgh area. They're 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 fish. Oh, fantastic! And they're and they're the ones who put like whether it's corned beef or pastrami or whatever fish. Uh, they've got this vinaigrette slaw. That goes on. And French fries 
freshly cut, freshly fried french fries go on the sandwich. It's amazing. Trying to think, I think it was in Cincinnati. My friend Christine took me to lunch there at a place in downtown Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I want to say it was Leon's, but I don't think that was the name. It was another name. But they had the best corned beef sandwiches that I've ever consumed ever before in my life. And I've had a lot of good places. Well, the best corned beef sandwich on God's green earth is at Slimans in Cleveland, period. Except next to Well, yeah, but who the hell can get to Cleveland from here? I can't. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'll have to call her and find out if that place is still there. If I ever go back to uh, Cincinnati, I'll get her to take me to lunch. And the other place that she took me, um, sort of as my going away dinner, was um, if you saw the movie um, Tom Hanks and, uh, no, is it, what was that guy's name? Uh, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, where the toothpick scene is uh, taking place, where he drops the toothpicks on the floor. Oh, yeah. That? Uh, Pom- Pompilio's, is that, was, was that the name of it? Italian restaurant. I think it's called Pompilio's or something along those lines was where they filmed that scene. And great Italian food and this chocolate cake we had for dessert was like, I'm not a real big chocolate cake fan, but I'm telling you, this stuff, this was toe-curlingly good, you know? God, I'm just making myself hungrier and hungrier. Stop me before I drool some more. Don't worry, it happens around here. Well, we are the purveyors of food porn, that's for sure. Oh, and by the way, uh, thank you to Brian in Georgia. Brian, thank you. Um, that just got us down to, let's see, what I, uh, where were we, um, yeah, I think we're down to like three, 355, something like that. I need to jot these things down as I go, but yeah, thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. Oh, and uh, Clarence just sent this along. Uh, Nimrata Haley got heckled by Trump supporters after a speech at a conservative conference. Clarence said, Nikki just got her wake-up call. No chance for a non-white female to lead the GOP. Sorry. She's running for vice president. I put that on the the, uh, chat room. Uh, um, Rick Wilson tweeted. The headline was, looks like Nikki, Nikki Haley's campaign is over. Did it ever start? Right. Like no one cared. I mean, if DeSantis makes it to the debates, Trump will skewer him. I was, before you got in, uh, Steve, I, he listened to the bulwark. He had uh, Charlie Sykes had Rick Wilson on uh, today, and it was it was awesome. They, they just or he just. 
uh, Rick Wilson just really painted a picture of how Trump would just, like you said, take DeSantis apart <laughs> and uh, Fox News would come crawling back to Trump and everything. You know, they're 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 all they're all in on DeSantis right now. I don't, think that, I don't think that they'll come back to Trump. Well, um, not with what Dominion's uh, probably yeah, going to do to them. That's what I think the Dominion thing is what's making them turn their back on Trump. Not not uh, anything but that. Well, this may be just the rankest form of rumor mongering. But according to a report in uh, Radar Online, at least three prominent Fox News stars are set to be axed from the embattled news network to help Rupert Murdoch save face amid the ongoing $1.6 billion defamation suit against him and his company. Uh, At least three. The three are Maria Bartiromo, Janine Juicebox Pirro, and that life support system for a haircut, the Hannity job. By the way, I just wanted to point something out. I mean, I saw a picture of Hannity the other day. This guy is actually morphing into Rush Limbaugh before our very eyes. Those little squinty piggy eyes. (laughs) He he looks a little more Limbaugh-esque with every photo. Has he got that big fat cigar in his mouth yet? Nah. Fired up, Sean. But the thing is, the report says, after Murdoch admitted in his deposition that he did nothing to stop them from promoting the uh, rigged election lie, uh, insiders are saying that there will be blood sacrifices in order to save the network's financial future yeah, I mean does anyone else remember and I've heard this recounted several times in my Malloy but he talks about that chance encounter meeting Sean at a talkers conference one time oh yeah and Sean basically said come over to our side there's more money in it and Mike basically said you can't basically said that you can't believe the shit you're spouting and Sean kind of gave him over, well no it's about the money and Mike said get the fuck out of my face well look at it now it's proving they're doing things for money. They don't care. They know it's lies. They're proving in their texts and their their emails. Well, the funny thing here is that in his deposition, Rupert agreed that the people who pushed this shit, knowing full well that it was a lie, he said they should be reprimanded or fired. Yeah, he did say that. The exact language was, yeah, I should be reprimanded. Maybe go read of. They even touched on Sorry, I don't get today. to bring out Crocodile Kincaid very much anymore. They thought that, was it her name, Sharon Smith? Uh, uh, they thought that she would get the axe, you know, at Fox. Well, if you ever uh, read the book, and I think there was a multi-part miniseries based on the book, The Loudest Voice in the Room by 
I think it was Gabriel Sherman from several years ago. The, the Fox News was never intended to be a straight-ahead news outlet. That was never the intent. It was to give a safe space for right-wing talking points to combat what was perceived to be or, or claimed to be, you know, the heavy liberal bias in the media, which even back when they started saying that, and we're talking 50 years ago or more, that was never that was never the case. It was always pretty much straight ahead, down the middle, verifiable news reporting from the mainstream news people. And it, 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 it was a fallacy from the get-go, but yet they decided and they dumped all of Rupert's money into it. And they, God, how long did they lose money before they saw the first nickel in uh, profit? 15 years, something like that? I don't know. But the thing is, it's, it's just, I can't imagine anybody, you've got to wonder about the stability of anybody if that's their sole out, 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 outlet for, for news and information. I mean, it's no wonder people are as screwed up as they are. And dealt with people like that for over a year who claimed the election was stolen, ballot stuffing, cargo boxes. But in, in, the, the, cor in, the, cor yeah, in the course of this story, they mentioned the uh, firing of Lou Dobbs. Oh, God, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but... So Nitwit Nero went on his rickety social media platform, and this is a quote, okay? Doing the stupid voice, but this is a quote. Why is Rupert Murdoch throwing his anchors under the table, which also happens to be killing his case and infuriating his viewers, who will again be leaving in droves? Again, they already are. It's under the bus, dumbass. Why is he throwing his anchors under the bus? <laughs> under the table. What? What, what about well, the, the table is on the in the back of the bus? You see, it's where they play pinochle or rummy or whatever. But, but between gigs Whist. on the road, whist. <laughs> but, uh, what are they going to? I mean, you, uh, Judge Piro, Judge Jean, is that what her name was? Piro. Janine, yes. Uh, 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 Hannity, and who was the third one? Uh, Maria Bartiromo, and possibly the CEO of Fox, Suzanne Scott. Well, what about Tucker? Well, he's their big ratings guy. God, there's a frightening thought. Just did a little search, and it appears that Fox News gets approximately $1.8 billion a year from the cable companies. And the 90 million cable companies pay $1.72 a month, whether you watch Fox or not. Hmm. Which means that that Dominion lawsuit is only one year's revenue from the cable companies. Doesn't sound yeah, like but you got to you got to remember, Fox. Roger. You got to remember who the principal minority owner of Fox is. And a, who, Sa a Saudi prince. 
Yeah, well, you well, lose that. You lose that kind of money in a in a, in a jury verdict, and Mohammed's likely to send his bone saw bone saw brigade after your ninety two year old ass. <laughs> what about well, the shareholder lawsuits now? I'm hearing. And, about. and Kevin, why is the right wing getting all tore up about um, Directv dropping Newsmax and Onan? I didn't What's know that. that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're they're ready to hang the CEO of AT and T up by his ankles, you know. Good on them. Good on this. Good on Directv. You know what I'm saying? Good on Directv. Well, I I just think it was a business decision. They they weren't making any money, so they you know. No, it wasn't that, Steve. What, what was, was it, Jeremy? In like Newsmax had given all of their services to all these companies for free, and the next time the Tom contract ran, they told Directv they wanted thirteen million dollars a year. From free, and Directv said, "Get fucked. We never paid for you. That's why they canceled them and got rid of them." But on that same topic, I don't know if anyone's been listening to him, but Keith Oberman's back. He's been doing a podcast since August. I do. And one day he went through the platforming myth, and he said how Directv and the pros of streaming we've been deplatformed. There's no other place we can go. And for 25 minutes, he said, "If you don't want to go there, you can go here or here." Or here. They're all Republican sources. None of ours. That was about the money. All, it's all of our money. They wanted $13 yeah. million a year to, to give to DirecTV, to them, to broadcast their shows after having it for free for four years. Well, even if, pardon me, even if uh, cable outlets cable systems drop these channels like Onan and the other one, uh, Newsmax. Cable, in a sense, is, is kind of old school in terms of viewing because all of these, all of these outlets have apps. And you, if you have a Roku or an Apple TV box or, you know, whatever streaming thing you use, you can put the app up on your device or on your phone or, your TV or whatever, and and there it is. And watch till hell won't hold you, right? Yeah, that, that's right. And, but that's and, a and, but that's a lot for Emory and Marveline to process, Scott. MSNBC does not have an app to watch them live on the web through an uh, you know. No, you can't. You're right. System. Well, the closest you can do is on. Um, tune in. You can listen to them. Tune in. Yeah, the audio. That's what I've been doing. Well, now that I've gotten my uh, housing situation stabilized for another couple of years, I may uh, reinstate my uh, tier of cable service that has my news channels because I've been jonesing. I mean, it's one thing to be able to sit and watch it, but when you're just getting the audio, especially when the story at hand is, is one that you've got to see what the hell's going on, the verbal description is not going to do you a whole hell of a lot of good. So maybe I'll wait another couple of weeks and call them up and ask them if they've got any specials. What, and what, what do you watch? I mean, I don't watch any American TV, so I mean news, so I don't. So, But what do you watch? Well, anymore, I watch, um, I usually watch uh, MSN, I mean, uh, NBC Nightly News and CBS though sometimes I'll watch uh, ABC Evening News. I watch the News Hour on PBS. And the filthy morning habit, you're probably snoozing. 
Well, I, you know, I can take that or leave it. Some mornings yeah. it's okay, and some mornings it's just unwatchable. Um, I watch, um, <laughs> I watch, I like 60 Minutes. I've been watching that ever since it premiered in 68. Oh that show has changed history. Really I has. like, uh, well, let's see, what is the other thing that I watch a lot? Uh, I can't think of, I'm, I'm trying to, oh, I watch Real Time. I know that that always starts a fight oh, when I bring up. That's that Bill Mr. Maher show. Mr. Maher. Oh, my God, Scott. Uh, Do you watch I'm, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver? I watched last, thank you, that's the one I couldn't remember. Last Week Tonight. And I know with, with my tier of news channels gone for the last couple of months, I'll listen to it. Like I listen to CNN audio. I listen to MSNBC audio. But mostly there's a few shows that I watch. Like I watch The Connors, the spinoff from the old Roseanne show. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm Mostly it's movies. I still have a couple of the movie channels. That's where hey, I found. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. I was going to say, uh, that's not where I found the uh, movie about Tower Records. I posted the link to that a little while ago, that if you're into such things, it's a pretty interesting documentary, uh, <clears throat> All Things Must Pass. But, yeah, I'm I'm pretty particular in what I watch. Do you ever watch uh, eight, uh, 60 Minutes um, on ABC Australia? No, I know it exists, but I, where do, where would I see it? They have a they have a YouTube channel. You just do uh, sixty minutes Australia, and there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of good good uh, stories on there. Hmm, I'll check that out because I like uh, I like that format. I never much cared for twenty twenty or Dateline by and large, but I do like uh, I do like sixty minutes, and I like. Um, I mean, the only news, I'm trying to think, what do I actually watch? The only, the only news program I watch, although I haven't seen it in a while, is the CBC has one called The National, and it's on every night at 9 o'clock, but you can watch it live on YouTube, or you can just wait and uh, watch it the next, oh, excuse me, oh, the next morning on YouTube. Um I also and watch. Uh, I've seen some of their uh, films, some of their documentaries, or mm -hmm. some of their segments, and they're very well done. Yeah, the National is probably my. That's one of my favorites. Um, there's also a. Uh, there's um. It's called Channel Four in the UK, which is it's actually much better than the BBC. Um, Channel Four has some really good stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I find. What do I? What do I even? I don't even know what I look at anymore. Watch anymore. I mean, I read the Guardian. Um, I have uh, a couple news shows that I listen to out of London, um, like talk radio, that I find very, very good. Um, and obviously, they're they're UK centric, but you you get a lot of, you know, they're having a lot of. Uh, they're having a lot of Trump type issues going on there with the craziness of the nutballs who are in charge over there and you know the remnants and I, I should say the remnants, the residue 
of the stank of uh, Boris Johnson. It's very much similar. So, um, I'm just trying to think. What the fuck do I read? I honestly don't. Couldn't tell you. I mean, in terms of TV that I watch, I only watch. Uh, I mean, I did watch The Crown, but I did. I haven't watched this season. I didn't really like what I saw of it. Did you did you watch uh, that's the the new season started a month or two ago with Brian Cranston, Your Honor, I believe it's on Showtime. Uh, well, I don't even what is it? It's a dramatic series about a judge in New Orleans, and his kid gets into uh, some kind of trouble. Uh, yeah, no, I I don't have cable, so. Oh, that that's right. Yeah, I only have. Uh... Well, I have the the um, it's 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 like Hulu. It's in Canada, but it's one thing that has Hulu and Netflix and all of them in one on in one place. And my partner, by we have a uh, uh, subscription to that, and I just have to use a VPN because it's only for inside Canada. Um, so I watch stuff there. Oh, I know what I I watch. Uh, some British comedies. Um, what do I watch? Keeping Up Appearances. Uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys. Uh, there's one I call I found called Miranda, which I thought was really funny. Um, I watched a little bit of Father Ted. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Father Ted. Um, it's Irish. It's all right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to think what what do I do? What how do I get my news? And I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Probably for most of the shit that I you know, look at online and read and watch. And, but I, I CNN just makes me want to vomit, and I find MSNBC equally bad. And Fox, that's just, I don't know what the hell, I, I wouldn't watch that, I would. I well, that makes your brains leak out your ears. True. I got a story here, because, well, we'll be we'll be at our full three hours in a few minutes. But I got a story here, that, remember, uh, remember the Quiverful mo- movement? Oh, Jesus. The Duggars, right? And the Duggars. And Josh, who is now in prison. Because he was a groomer and a pedophile and a kitty porn aficionado. Well, now a preacher who is a member of the legislature of Texas by the name of Brian Slayton has introduced a bill there that would provide 100% property tax uh, credit rebates for married families in Texas with 10 or more kids. My God. Now, it doesn't work if you get divorced. It doesn't work uh, if your family is anything but straight. And it doesn't work if you're a blended family or a single parent. Uh, Pastor, minister, legislator Slayton said... Supporting Texas means supporting Texas families. Families are the building blocks of society. 
We must support families by making it easier for them to have and raise kids. With HB 2889, Texas will start saying get married, stay married, and be fruitful and multiply. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. It's stupid enough to pass uh, pass the Texas ledge. But here's the funny thing. As dumb as it sounds, as hateful, as mean, as spiteful as it sounds, it's actually even worse. Because the vast majority of support for public schools in Texas comes from property Property taxes. So this is a way to defund schools in Texas, while at the same time encouraging men to treat their wives' reproductive systems like a like a clown car. So what? You're gonna save a few grand a year and have more kids? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm sure it costs more to raise a kid than what the property taxes are. Oh, without a doubt. By the way, to Scott, I've just gone through my entire Roku channel lineup, and I can get MB- NBC News from, like, Boston, Washington, San Francisco, Chicago, but I can't get MSNBC on my Roku stick. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I was, I was yeah. looking for a way to watch it, and I think if you go to the MSNBC website, you can watch it that way, I think, the live uh, video. But no, I don't think you can. I think I, I think what happened was I tried it, and because I don't have it on my cable lineup, I couldn't access it because it's all tied in with your, with your cable service. Um, and, and one of the main reasons that I want to get that, that uh, U200 tier of service back I have been missing the hell out of my Turner Classic Movies, my TCM. I love those old movies. And on the app, if you don't watch the movie when it airs, most of the movies you can watch on demand for a limited period of time. And I I just love the hell out of those classic movies. I don't know what it is, but I just... Like, I'm due to sit down and watch... uh, Although I bought the DVD of one of my favorite Joan Crawford movies is Mildred Pierce. And there was a there was a miniseries, <coughs> sort of a redo of Mildred Pierce that was on one of the streaming services. I think it was HBO, but it could have been any of them, which was very good. But the original, I, I mean, you just can't beat Joan Crawford. I mean, I, I, I just... Don't fuck with me, fellas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So. Of course, I love the uh, Carol Burnett version of Mildred Pierce. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, Mildred Pierce. <laughs> and who was her daughter? The one that played the older daughter... Uh, oh God! Was, I forget the actress's name, but I just I just love those. I mean, just soaked in drama and melodrama, and 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 and, and she uh, 
And and Eve Arden was her friend. Remember the actress Eve Arden? Oh yes. Oh God, geez. I mean, I just uh, stop me. I'm I'm going to free associate old time movie people until the until the cows can't ha- can't take it anymore. You know what? I want to go back and, and and I've been thinking about this for a week or more now. I want to go back and just have a movie night that's nothing but. Um, uh, Myrna Loy and uh, oh, William Powell. Will, William Powell and the Thin Man series. Oh yes. And there was a movie with Gene Harlow and William Powell. I can't think of the name of it. Oh shit! Hold on a minute, because I'll have to look this one up. You talk for a minute while I figure out what the hell I'm trying to refer to. Well, um, and uh, did I did I mention earlier that uh, uh, a bill has been introduced in Florida to eliminate the Democratic Party? Oh, I'd like to hear more about how they intend to do that. Um, it bans any party. It's not going to go anywhere. It's just uh, shitty spitefulness. It bans any party that ever had a platform plank that endorsed slavery. And it's a pushback against wokeism. Okay, here's the name of that movie. <clears throat> With Junior Harlow. Wait a minute. Hold on here. I got. Jesus, wait a minute. Gene Harlow, William Powell, libeled lady. I think Spencer Tracy is in it, too. Have you ever seen that movie, 1936? I don't think so. Find that one. I'm sure you can get it on, like, Amazon uh, for about three bucks. Libeled lady. William Powell, Gene Harlow, uh, Spencer Tracy, and it's, it's... They don't make them like that anymore. I mean, it's just... It's just lovely, well done, well written, well directed, well acted, classic cinema. I mean, come on. Uh, here's some good news, and there's another picture of Ron Monkey up to Clantis again, looking like he is receiving a prostate exam. Well, there you go. It's that, uh, you know what it is, it's that GOP butt plug that I mentioned. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and the problem is, is with the upturned elephant trunk, it uh, it hurts going in, it hurts coming out, so there he's stuck with it, you know. Sorry for you folks having dinner, but I'm just telling you. Hey, Robin, I'm going to post a, <clears throat> a picture, because I'm not sure if you saw it, but I think you can probably see the problem with this picture if you look at it and see why it's been done. No one else seems to pick up on it. They think it's hilarious. They can't see why it's been done. You mean the Greta Thunberg? Yes. It's the yeah. same lines as one else in the country. It's the same fucking story right there. Yeah, misgendering her deliberately. Yes, yes. Wait a minute. Wait, uh, do a quick rewind, uh, Robin. You said in Florida they're trying to do away with the Democratic Party? Uh-huh. 
How do they intend to do that? I mean, what? It's a national party. Well, realistically, at the state level, every party is a corporation in the state. And so they can revoke the charter because the company, i.e. the party, back prior to 1865 was in favor of slavery. But, I mean, I think a Democratic lawmaker ought to put in there, offer a friendly amendment in that any party that has condoned insurrection is incorporated into the bill. And then they would get rid of both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Good idea. What would that leave us with? Independence and... Or incorporate incorporate a party as something like the new Democratic Party and incorporate and have the old Democratic Party transfer assets and then just be the new Democratic Party of Florida, which had never endorsed slavery. But again, it's not a it's it's not a serious bill. It's a protest bill about wokeism. But uh, here's here's a, here's a story, and you know, God, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. Uh, Ron Monkey up to Clantis is now being sued by the Venezuelan migrants that he kidnapped and sent to Martha's Vineyard. Nice. He claims it's a shotgun pleading. Well, well didn't he kidnap him out of Texas? Yes. So he's got interstate transportation of a, a kidnap victim. Why, why, why aren't the feds jumping on that? Good question. Uh, well, a maybe class I spent too much time when I was on the Student Legislative Council at Humboldt State and I was taking a class in uh, parliamentary procedure. And it is amazing if you just think just slightly outside the box. I mean, you're just sticking on the wrapper of the box on the number of things you can do dealing with parliamentary procedure and amendments and friendly amendments and hostile amendments and points of orders and all that kind of crap. And I know these people in the legislature are very well versed in parliamentary procedure. And you can do all kinds of things with with that in the offering of amendments. But that kind of deviates from my question about why the feds aren't prosecuting him for interstate transportation of minors. Well, here's why Monkey Up is losing his shit. It is a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit filed in federal court. But the fun part is that it was filed in federal court in Massachusetts. Uh, I don't know if Kevin is still with us, but uh, what do you reckon a jury in Massachusetts would do with Monkey Up to Clantis? Oh, have a field day. I mean... Write the letter one and start writing zeros till our hands cramp. Yeah, federal federal court in Boston. Is that where it's out of? Or yeah, 
I mean, I presume, you know, because the the harm took place in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah. They would have a field day with him. Yeah, there'd be a lot of zeros in that one for sure. You know, unless you'd find a MAGA one, but I'm sure they'd be pretty careful and seating some kind of good jury. Well, see, he's pissing them on. Case should have been filed in Florida or Texas. Well, but they were in Massachusetts, dumbass, and you sent them there. Yep. I think they got a court. They probably, I'm sure they have a courthouse in Martha's Vineyard for small stuff, but for the federal stuff, yeah, probably Boston, I would imagine. Yeah. I've never been to Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket. I've been to the Cape. It's not much. I mean, it's all right. I like Rhode Island better, to be honest with you. A lot cheaper. <laughs> I got to get up that fun. way. I got to figure out a way to do more traveling. I love this, uh, though. We we had the Jamie Raskin clip yesterday of, uh, you know, the Banana Republican clip. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember. Well, uh, here's another clip from uh, him blistering um, and calling out Lauren Bobblehead Boobert, you know, Clanny Oakley. It has, it's gone so viral, it's now been seen millions upon millions of times. Oh, dear. Uh, this was good. Um, you're right. President Trump was in office when the COVID virus was released from a lab in, in China, from the Wuhan lab. And he tried to make that very clear that this came from China. And reporters regularly dismissed that. I appreciate the gentlelady's passion. There are two facts that she should perhaps be alerted to. One is that Donald Trump on more than 20 different occasions defended the performance of the Chinese government and specifically um, President Xi in terms of his treatment of COVID-19 and said he was doing a wonderful job and a great job and they were working closely and they were constantly in touch. So if there's a problem with the Chinese government unleashing a virus which has not been proven anywhere, but it certainly could be true, you would have to pin that on your uh, favorite president, Donald Trump, not on Joe Biden. The second thing is President Trump's own special advisor on COVID-19, Deborah Burks, I'm sure you're aware and you're, I'm sure you've read her book, uh, said that the lethal yeah. recklessness of Donald Trump's policies about COVID-19 cost Americans hundreds of thousands of lives. So you don't have to believe anybody on the Democratic side of the aisle. That's Donald Trump's own special advisor on COVID-19. Thank you for yielding, and I have to yield back. Uh, damn, that's going to leave a mark. But I, Jamie Raskin throws some beautiful shade. Uh, you know, which, the, book, which, the book, which I'm sure you've read. Of course. She had to take her GED <laughs> four times. I'm pretty sure she hasn't read anything since then. Hey, um, when's that election for uh, Bulbert again? When, when is that soon, right? Well, no, she'll be up again in 24. Oh, I thought they were. Oh, because I thought I, I thought that uh, there was an election coming soon, like something about the last election. The guy that barely lost to her i thought there were i thought there was like a special runoff or something that that was a special election and they would have done a regular i don't know maybe i guess i heard it wrong 
Well, 24, okay. It was a, it was a recount. She won. All right. Then there was this yeah. moment when, I mean, God, this it is. It's 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 almost unfair. This is shooting fish in a barrel for Jamie Raskin. I mean, he just dangles the hook. There's not even a worm on it. It's a beautiful thing. Um, You know, we are addressed as MAGA extremists, extreme MAGA Republicans. And I would like to make um, just a clarification point. It's ultra MAGA. That's what we prefer. By the way, she took the opportunity to raise the whole question of MAGA, which I had not mentioned. And she said, and when you call me MAGA... Don't call me MAGA, call me ultra MAGA. So when the minority leader referred to the extreme MAGA element, which appears to be driving the train over there, he should have called it the ultra MAGA element out of deference to the gentlelady from Colorado. And I certainly will be able to honor her wishes in the future as she chooses to be described as ultra MAGA. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? Well, uh, they could uh, call they could call it mega mega. Don't don't help. Well, I, I mean, but the thing is, she's so stu- she's so confidently stupid. She doesn't even know she's being eviscerated. Oh yeah, I know, I know. She uh, wonders why she's eating dinner off the mantelpiece, you know. But it's it's like I just you know ultra mega. Okay, what is it? Fights gets out tough stains. It sounds like a detergent, and they could use a couple of jugs of it, given their uh, outlook on life. But Jesus, I I don't know. I I guess it's good to know what these people are up to. But after a while, it gets what did Casey Kasem used to say? It's ponderous, man. It's just ponderous. Ponderous. Get Don on the phone. Yeah. What about those pictures? Those photos. I don't know why we have to come out of an up-tempo song with a <laughs> death dedication. Now one going out to and his little dog snuggles. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just wonder, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an evening of things that always work for me. I know that Casey didn't take that well, and nobody likes to have fun poked at him. But goddamn, the many hours, even in this little venue, the many hours of joy and, and laughs that, that that little bit of audio ga- ga- continues to give. Well, right, and, and it's exactly what – and here's a situation <laughs> I think we can all identify with. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's you know? working for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. God, I and uh, uh, Clanny Oakley, thinking she was being clever, said, well, I'm very happy that you've moved on from pronouns to adjectives. And, you know, when you guys start acting democratic, I'll be sure to call you Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah, there's always the Republic see you next Tuesday party. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just, I'm not impressed. 
And are there any people in that party who see that continuing to go down that road? Not so far, it's a winner for them. But if it if they're not being, I mean, how many of the last presidential elections did they lose the the popular vote? I mean, what is that old Red Fox thing that I talk about? When you can read the handwriting on the wall, you're in the toilet. Right? Don't they? Don't they have a? I mean, some of them have got to have enough sense to know that yes, in the short term, you might get kudos and popularity and maybe even win elections here and there and, and, and more often than not, you know, get a majority every, every so often. But ultimately, it's, it's the road to ruin. It's, it's madness. It's the road to just abject madness and, and irrelevancy. It is all of that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm... Call me a dreamer, because maybe I am. You may say, we may say you're a dreamer, but you're not the only one. Well, see, we're, we're mixing the songs. I'm thinking of faraway places. No, I'm thinking you're of Imagine. Me, you're giving me John Lennon. Right. Well, that's it. Um, we got our full three-hour show in. Yay. Uh, we find ourselves wrapping up at, like, what 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 did I say? Three fifty five maybe, something like that. But we made progress and that's great. So thanks everybody. Uh, the back porch will continue after this program goes off the air this evening. In the meantime, thank you to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you to all of you who share your precious finite time engaging in this long-running conversation. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Sparky and Steve and Roger. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, like and subscribe, y'all. Pretty please. Takes no time at all. You're listening to the podcast and you're going to click, like, and, you know, leave a review. Leave a comment. We appreciate it. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe, get your booster, get your flu shot, wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your mask when you're among the maggots. They are a viral lot. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you everywhere you go, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. Well, if a little illiterate... Hobbit from Colorado comes babbling to you about switching from pronouns to adjectives. Well, avoid her like the plague. Because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later. <laughs>